And now, introducing the man who was thrilled to discover the Diamondbacks lost, only to come crashing back down to earth following the Orioles' shutout victory, though he was consoled by the fact that Arizona now had a three-game series against some nondescript team called the Dodgers. In light of the announced cast for the upcoming animated Mario movie and the stunning omission of any actors of Italian descent, he's decided to make his own live-action Super Mario film where he voices all of the characters and performs all of his own stunts. He is Glenn Clark. Rangers suck, huh? They're not good. They're not good. This is really a problem, man. This is a legitimate issue. They're not good, but the Orioles also aren't good, so it's... I understand, right? But I get but, it. You figured they yes, might sneak a couple yes. in there. Arizona's playing three against the Dodgers. The also Orioles not good, are, though. The Orioles are playing... The Dodgers? Yeah. yeah that's, that's the funny thing about that is not accurate. The Orioles have to play three against the Rangers. I do not like this, because then after the Dodgers, you know who the Diamondbacks get? The Padres? The Giants. Also Giants. not good, though. No, no, they're the best teams in baseball. Well, Lamont and Wade in the ninth, huh? My God, man. What a bizarre... It would be like, nice to have him on the show, huh? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, man. I actually reached out myself and I nothing. I, it's not no, it's not nothing. It's the same thing you get. It's like, all right, we're gonna work on that. Maybe he just hates us. Uh, maybe. Did we do anything to him? I don't remember. Did you ever say something disparaging about Lamont? Wade? No. I got questions, bro. No. I got lots of questions. Yeah, the Orioles won, but thankfully the Diamondbacks won too. Um, thankfully, and so they remain tied atop the standings. We will see how that plays out. Good morning. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Kyle. Lil Jordan's here. He's going to be checking in with us as the morning goes on. Lil Jordan, quickly, um, he's doing some work uh, for us this morning. For once. Uh, Yeah, right. About effing time he does a little bit of work. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. You had a a small incident last night, Lil Jordan. You had a a bit of a, a, a troubled evening, if you will. That I did. What happened? So uh, went went out to the uh, into the microphone. Jordan. Went went out to the bar for a few drinks and uh, that's your first mistake. Everyone, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who goes yeah. to the bar for yeah. drinks? And so uh, it's why I go down to the sewer. <laughs> that's where I go. Everyone was uh, buy, buying rounds, and it got to my turn, and I was like, okay, why not? So the people I was with, they were like, yes, let's get uh, green tea shots. Well, that so sounds I, like a, I don't know so what a is green, that. What the kids are drinking these yeah, days? I don't, like, that means yeah. nothing to me. Is it actual green? <laughs> no alcohol. No, so, it, yeah. so it's it's like uh, it's some um, whiskey. It's um, it's there's no green tea. There's no green tea. So where I, is the? But it, it, whatever. It, it whatever. Looked, all right. It looks anyway, does not, it yeah, taste yeah. at all? Like I got a funny tea? feeling this is never going to be for me, Jordan. Yes. And I got a you funny feeling. The internet has more answers than Jordan on this. I have to. But well, he was about to give it to us. I just realized. I don't think he knows all the ingredients. I don't know. I just know it's good. Right. Okay. But, uh, but, I mean, and so I order the six shots, or and so ask the bartender. I go, yeah, actually, how much is that going to be? And she was, how like, many six you ordered? Yeah. So that's probably going to be sixty-six. Well, she he, she said seven dollars a shot. Oh, so you know, so it was it was that could be a lot worse, Jordan. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse, but. I did not. No, I didn't think it was going to be that. It's a college bar. I get I thought, that. I thought it was going to be doesn't, cheap. Doesn't make it any easier for you. It's not top sh- top shelf alcohol. Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, half a shot of Jameson. It's half there a shot go. of peach schnapps. 
uh, some sour mix, and some lemon-lime soda. Look, I'm not going to deny at, a, at an age when I was doing a lot of drinking, if someone had handed oh, me I one of these things. I say half an ounce. It's, like, it's not even a full shot I, of alcohol. I probably would have killed him. Yeah. I probably would have yeah. said, yeah, green tea shots. But I mean, I almost certainly would have Oh, sure. That, I'm sure they taste way. very agreeable. I, I, I drank quite a few red-headed sluts in my day, for what it's worth. Like, I'd done that plenty of times. You had time. a lawsuit regarding that, though. Yeah, well, you know, look, man. Yeah. Look, man. I thought it was legal. I thought this was America. I don't know about y'all, but when I take shots at the bar, I'd rather it just be all alcohol. Uh, I don't really. I don't. But like in the days gonna, when you did. Uh, would I prefer to be all alcohol? Mm, not always. You're getting a one ounce. You're getting one ounce of yeah. alcohol with. Right, this I mean, shot. I get that. That that seems that's, not that's a thir- two thirds of a shot. That math doesn't seem <laughs> correct. I don't disagree with that. That math doesn't seem correct. It depends on what we were doing shots of. I'm a I'm a shot like, of tequila guy because they give you the lime. Right the lime, here's my you know? here's my issue. Like once upon a time, tequila was quite the problem for me. Well, and uh, so when someone was suggesting tequila shots, I would say they have to be chilled. By the way, yeah, I mean preferably is. Yeah. But at, at a younger age, tequila, te- the, the tequila everyone's shot, worst nights are tied to tequila. Exactly, the tequila yeah. shot portion of the evening was where the night would turn for me at a okay. young age. The night would turn for me from. Revelry, celebration, mm-hmm. enjoyment of time together to... We're going streaking. We, no more like, we just need to survive. Like, how are we just going to survive until we wake up tomorrow? That was like Wherever it's going to be. Our buddy at the bachelor party this past weekend, I have two stories about that, ordered Long Island iced teas at one in the morning as a nightcap. And everybody blacked out. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, and that's then about right. My other friend, when we were yep. trying to go out on Saturday, demolished my stomach when he was pouring shots of tequila and neglected to mention until after we had taken the shot yeah. that it was habanero tequila. Ooh, the habanero oh. tequila. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> You should have uh, washed it down with some peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. That might have been. <laughs> might have helped, frankly. Might have been the kicker in that moment. Well, Jordan, not all is a loss because I have a gift for you today. Uh, yesterday's uh-huh. or this week's winner for Would You Rather Wednesday informed me that they are out of town. It was Barry was the winner. And so you get the $50 to Glory Days. Look at that. Oh, so look you. at that. Look at that. Uh-huh. You, it, it all kind of comes out in the wash. Yeah. You get fifty bucks to Glory Days uh, Grill. Thank so you, you thank Barry. Say thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. Barry, take a, take, a, take a nice lady out to Glory Days. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, exactly right. It's get a some it's green t-shirt. Your fancy yeah. like uh, Glory Days on a date night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There we go. Yeah, you're, she's your Alabama slammer and your Dixieland delight. That's how we do. How we do. <laughs> Did you know that was a real song? Is that actually the Did you the know Applebee's that? Song? The Applebee's commercial is a real song? You know I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I believe I it. Was, I was jokingly, I made a joke on Twitter like, you know, we don't always find the song of the summer uh, in September. The way people were talking about it on Twitter, I assumed it was a real song. I never thought, I thought it was a, a jingle from a, a I, and I thought it was quite clever as a jingle. Like, it's it's so absurd, you know, like fancy, you know, Applebee's on a date night. It's absurd, right? I last went to Applebee's but, when I was like 10 years old. I mean, old. why would, all right, we're not going to, we're not going to disparage anyone because you never know. Hey, you us, just I'll never again, know. You Correct. Know? We might be getting a lot of bourbon steak or whatever there's like. I got the Happy riblets. Hour. Uh, yeah, the riblets. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did mean to put the onions yeah. on my Salisbury steak. There might be some nights like that in, uh, in our future. But the point of this being, I made a joke on Twitter like, you know, it, it doesn't always take us this long to find the song of the summer, but congratulations to Applebee's on a date no, night. No, I, I, at that point when you tweeted that, 
thought it was a real song and I, thought you were I being did serious. Not, I did I not at all. I get some blowback. Well, I got people back like, that's not what the song's called. It's called Fancy Like. And I was like, okay, we'll let the Grammys decide that. I legitimately assumed that it was just a jingle from a, a stupid jingle, which is the only reason why it made sense, right? Because, like, it's an absurd jingle. And then people are like, no, dude, this is like an actual song that they play on the radio. I'm like, what the? Like I use the F word. Yeah, like, I'm not familiar with the, what the the radio these days. I don't. I don't. I certainly don't listen to the country. I'm going to a country show tonight, though. I'm oh, really yeah. excited. I'm going uh, to Willie Nelson tonight. I was supposed to go to Dirk Bentley on Thursday, but someone from his crew got COVID, mm. so it got canceled. Yeah, we're a little bit, a little bit heartbroken because the big show tonight is Willie Nelson, Nathaniel Rateliff, who of course is effing amazing. And Sturgill Simpson, which, like, my God, you know, like, literally one of the most genius uh, musicians of our time. Unfortunately, Sturgill Simpson lost his voice, which I hear yeah. is important for performing concerts. Sort of like when I lose my voice for the show. It's, it's a huge problem. Yeah. Just a ma- very similar. Like, mm-hmm. Sturgill Simpson and you very yeah, much exactly same in the yeah. same neighborhood. Um, now, this wouldn't be a problem for, like, you know, the majority of the pop performers of, of the day because they don't actually sing at their concerts. Except for Ashley Simpson. Oh, Ashley Simpson, 100%. There's integrity when it comes to going to an Ashley Simpson show. Um, and she does that jig that everybody likes. Yeah, right. She does that whole thing. Um, but for Sturgill Simpson, it's a real issue because he actually, like, does this goofy thing called singing, and mm-hmm. so he can't play. So they've replaced him on this bill, and this will mean nothing. Carrot top. Yeah, carrot top. <laughs> exactly. Right. Do you watch the... In, in doing all the Norm deep dives, have you watched the segment of, of him on Conan with Courtney Thorne-Smith? I don't think I have. Oh, my God. Courtney Thorne-Smith was an actress on Melrose Place, and she was going to leave... Me- Melrose Place was the biggest show on the face of the planet. She was going to leave Melrose Place, and her like first project out of Melrose Place was doing a motion picture with Carrot Top. Oh, and that's what she big, was, right? Yeah, that's what she was on Conan to promote. And Norm had already been on, so he was still sitting yeah. at, at the couch. Was this in like the 90s? Oh, yeah, very yeah. much so. And and she's like talking, and he just says, you're doing a film with Carrot Top? <laughs> Let me guess what it's called, Box Office Poison. <laughs> like he was murdering yeah, it. He did not care. Like murdering this thing. He did not care about feelings. And, oh, not at all. Yeah. And so she's she's very uncomfortable. She's laughing. She's like, I'm in it too. Be nice. Like, and so uh, Conan says, what's the what's the title of the film? And she says, Chairman of the Board. And then he turns to Norm. He's like, try to do something with that. And Norm says, I bet board spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was brilliant. It was so bloody brilliant. I would encourage you to go watch that clip. I mean, he just murders in this clip. Um, oh God, may may he rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, I miss Norm so bloody badly. Uh, but yeah, the Applebee song is. Re- I don't know how I where we went from there. It was a smorgasbord. Oh, I'm, oh, they have a Tyler Childers is replacing um, uh, Sturgill Simpson on the Big Country Show tonight, and this means nothing to you, but Tyler Childers is incredible. Isn't it Josh Childress? No, different, very different. He uh, very talented yeah. still. Not disagreeing with that. Didn't he play for Greece in the Olympics? Oh, no, he went and played professionally in Greece. Yeah, right, that was what it was. Went and played professionally in Greece. Quite the afro on that fellow. Oh, l- luscious, yeah. luscious uh, uh, locks on uh, J- uh, Josh Childress. Stanford, right? That sounds right, yeah. yeah I think so. All right. Uh, Lil Jordan, anything else you wanted to add here? 
All right, we'll get back to you a little bit later on for Young Utes. That's a little Jordan. Uh, he's our uh, Friday intern. He comes in every here, uh, here every week, and uh, it's uh, we've now. I was very. He was very sad when he came in this morning about the yeah. the amount of money that he clearly does not have. I get it. I remember being in college like this. Oh this, man, that reminds me of I, something I need to I, tell I, my buddy's bachelor. But I think we have a speech. My buddy's wedding coming up. Okay. Month, yeah. And I've been running through memories. Yeah. Because I have a lot of them. Trying to decide what makes the cut and what doesn't. And his story now. I have to write this down. Mm. Reminds me of one that I absolutely need to tell. He was. I maybe I don't know how drunk I'll say he was, but he was quite drunk. Okay, at the bar. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> and he goes again. You guys go into bars. He goes. That's all about to the waitress. He's like four shots of tequila. Yeah. She goes, they're 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 twelve dollars a piece. <laughs> he well, goes, how old was he? We were probably twenty four. He goes, make it eight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's pretty great. That is pretty great. Um, I, I was telling Jordan in response to his story about a time that I went out with, um, uh, my buddy, Mike Grinnan, who was on the university of Maryland basketball team, both he, Mike Grinnan, the only player in Maryland history to win both an NCAA championship and an ACC championship. But Mike was one of the last guys off the bench legend at the, the university of Maryland. He hit some big free throws in the ACC championship game against Duke. And, um, Mike and I were out. And Mike said to me, he's like, uh, this is back when I was, uh, when they called me Coach G on the radio. Yeah. You earned it. Oh, yeah, you know me. I was, yeah. I was a big-time coach. He said, Coach G, go get, uh, go get uh, some shots of Grandma Yay. And I'm like, all right. Which I'm, is also an odd request. I mean, in and we, were, we were in a back room, and I, I think I was, I was. I mean the Grandma Yay. I was in sworn to secrecy, but like, we were back there with Gary, right? Like We were back there with the, you know, some other people that mattered. Was that his spirit of choice? Is that what I don't that know. Was? I don't, it might have been Mike's. I don't know what the, the reason Couldn't have been was. everyone's. I don't think, every, no, yeah. I don't think <laughs> everyone would have chosen yeah. Grandma Yay. So he said, go get some shots of Grandma Yay. And I'm like, all right. And so I, I go up to the bar, and we were at, and then I to this day, I don't. I think it was Cornerstone, but it might have been Bentley's. I just don't remember which one we were at. They, you know, they're right there. Mm-hmm. It so, wasn't Applebee's. I'm pretty sure it was Cornerstone because yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember sneaking a girl through the window that was not 21. Oh, well, that's illegal. Um, look, man, it's statue of limitations being what it is. I'll turn myself. Where's the statue of limitations? It's a great. It's a yeah. great question. So I uh, I go to the bar and I say, Hey, uh, I'm back in the back room with the grin, and like they know who's back uh-huh. there. I, I said, uh, I'm back there. And I, I've been read the riot act by a couple of people. You never saw us here. Like, as if it was a big, like, Gary Williams drank alcohol. Yeah, surprising. More at 11, you know? Like, Pretty sure he so, has a table reserved at Starboard. Correct. Like, he was there with Jimmy Patsos all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I, don't, I actually don't remember if Jimmy was with us this night or not. So, probably I probably would have remembered if you were. Yeah, and like, enough. Yeah. I've got enough Jimmy stories that I probably would have. I don't think he was there. So I go to the bar and I say, um, "Hey, I'm back in the back room with with you know." And Grinnan sent me up here to get twenty shots of Grand Marnier. Normal order. And I just assumed that like these people drank for free, right? Like that's that's how this would work, right? A hefty tab they'd run up if that were the case. She said, "Okay, it's two hundred fifty bucks." <laughs> I said, "That math doesn't even add up." I said, "It's it's what now?" <laughs> it's like it's come again. Like, I don't remember if it was exactly 250, but it was somewhere no, in the neighborhood of 250. That like the number steep. Yeah, and, and this I, was like 2002. Th- it wasn't 02. This was 05. No, I want to say yeah. I want to say it was 2005. Inflation hadn't quite hit out. Yeah, right. Yet, yeah, you know? correct. And I said, "Come, come again now?" <laughs> she said, "Yeah, it's 250 dollars." I said, "I'm back with uh, Mike Grinnan from the championship team. He was the one who probably could have dropped a, a bigger name." Than I, that. Yeah, I, I, but I, but they didn't send me up for the booze. And if they had gone, like I didn't know. 
again, I was still very young in my career at this point. Like I had just started on the radio at that point in my life. And I'm like, yeah, uh, he was on the he won the national ch- the national championship. Yeah. The, I don't know if you remember Mike uh, Grennan. You're familiar. He then they won the ACC championship last year, and he uh, no no not uh, not ringing a bell, huh? Like I'm going through this whole thing. And I'm panicked because I do not have $250 at that time in my life. Now, I had a credit card, and mm-hmm. that's that was ultimately the way that things went. So I sheepishly, I don't think I, I don't think I tipped. I think I just. Yikes. Oh, man, it was really, it was a bad look. And so I go back with this big-ass tray of Grand Marnier shots. This could only I like, work if you spill it all also. I, no, I did, that didn't happen. But yeah. I sheepishly say to Grinnin, like, hey, man. Uh, they made me pay. They made me pay. And he was like. Well, yeah, Coach G. Like you know, you, you pay for your booze. <laughs> I'm like, right, but you're Mike Grinnin, <laughs> like, and that's that's Gary Williams. <laughs> like, th- don't they know? <laughs> like, they they, they the do. This works. He's like, yeah, we don't like force people to buy us liquor. <laughs> I think and if I'm it like, were like a three shot order, yeah, they might offer to take yeah. care of it or something like that. I'm like, oh, and then I. Sort of thought that like Mike Grennan would be like, well, here, here's a hundred dollars or something of like that. Of course, all least, that money Mike Grennan yeah, was at least at the least table, split you know? it with me or something like that, right? I thought that would be, the, or like go over to Gary and say something to Gary, like, hey or man, lining you know, up to pay Mike you, Grennan back. You make day. a lot of money, yeah. man. Like, nope, none of those things ever occurred. It was all on Coach G, and I don't even think I enjoyed one of the Grand Marnier shots. Well, that sounds like you got a raw deal there. I didn't much there. care for it. Now, maybe, maybe I did, but I think you kind of have to take one if I, you but, pay for them. But again, I used the term enjoy, and that oh, all right, didn't enough. didn't bring me much in the way of joy. Hi, good morning. It's yeah. Glenn Clark Radio, Friday edition of the program. Uh, a couple of people were mad at me yesterday that we didn't talk about um, Brandon Hyde uh, being back for another year. I kind of had put it to bed after our last conversation with Dan Connolly. Like when Dan, when we brought it up with Dan Connolly, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure it's already done. Like, I'm pretty sure it's already been taken care of." And sort of behind the scenes, they're not saying it that they've already decided to go for one more year. I kind of just put. I don't think we talked about it since then. I just think no. I kind of accepted that that was the the case, and that was the way that it was. As we said when we were having the conversation a few months ago, I don't feel strongly about it. I, I just don't. Yeah, I can't. played tough the last few months. That doesn't mean, that means literally nothing to me. I mean, I, I'll do, I, don't, I don't care if they play tough or not. They're terrible. I mean, I mean sure. all, they're, they're a terrible baseball team. I was pretty fond of the old Blue Jays thing. Okay. All right. That's fine. God bless. I mean, I'm not. But this the way. I like Brandon Hyde as a person. He's likable. He's a likable guy. Do I think he's a, a good baseball manager? How would I even know? How would anyone know if Brandon Hyde's any good as a baseball manager? There's literally no evidence that suggests that he is, but there's also no real evidence that says he's not. He's been. This is barely a managing job. This is a. He has the toes that he has. Right. So I can't get worked up about it in any way. If the ar- the only argument that when we discussed this a few months ago that was relevant to me was the argument of. If you're bringing up Adley Rutschman next year, do you want to have a manager in place that's going to be Adley Rutschman's manager for as long as he's in Baltimore? And if you don't think Brandon Hyde's that guy, like if you're not prepared to extend him for another five years, then go ahead and find the manager that you think is going to be that guy, right? Like that's the only argument that I was capable of making about, you know, at at a time when the Orioles were going through these lengthy losing streaks, it did seem as though like sure. there was a point where it would be so poisonous so you had to move on since from the sort manager. Of shake, shake, shook, shooken, shaken. Yeah, right. They've gone back to winning every yeah. now and then, and you know that's that's sort of what was expected from this team. 
But that was the best argument for why you would need to move on from from Brandon Hyde at the end of the year is just because you would want to have a manager in place next season who was Adley Rutschman's guy, like the guy that you were tying to. The way that in football you tie a coach to a quarterback, you're essentially saying, look, this is the face of our franchise for some time. We're going to tie a manager to him and say, it is your obligation to make sure we get the absolute best out of Adley Rutschman because the percentage chance of this thing working without him becoming mm-hmm. that player is extraordinarily slim. It's still, you know, rough even if he becomes that player. It's still, you, you it's know, also you're still... not to say that he wouldn't become that player with a bad manager. With Brandon, right? I mean, I have no idea. He might very well be that guy with Brandon Hyde yeah. or with, and I'm not saying Brandon Hyde's a bad manager. I'm just saying if they right. could hire, you know, they could hire. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, who yeah, I don't know who be, that guy is right, either. Yeah. Right. I don't know who that guy is either. Adam Gase. They could hire yeah. Adam Gase to be their manager, and, and it might still work out. Um, so I just I, I don't feel strongly. I just don't. I'm sorry. I don't feel strongly about Brandon Hyde. I like, I'm inclined to like Brandon Hyde as a person, and I don't think the Orioles are in a position next year where it's time to start worrying about wins and losses. So if you think he's a bad manager, then, you know, I, that's not going to bother me. I don't know that he is. So... It's kind of an is-what-it-is situation for me, and I think we revisit it after next season. The only other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get to Bo Smolka, far be it for me to tell Adam Schefter how to do his job. My God, I hope at some point to be as accomplished as Adam Schefter. I likely will never be. That being said, that was shameful. I understand that he didn't actually say anything. He just sort of, here's here's this and here's that. They're both true. I'm not telling you they're related. I'm just, you're Adam Schefter, man. Sometimes you need to recognize the power that you have. For I, I, just, yes. I just saw this. So we'll yeah. talk about it in one second. Um, you need to understand the power that you have. And you have access to get these answers. If, if Lamar Jackson's not at practice and you're Adam Schefter, I assure you, you can make one phone call to the Baltimore Ravens and get the answer before you tweet something out. This isn't me. If I call, they're going to say, well, Glenn, there's going to be an injury report that's going to come out in a couple hours, and you'll find out then. But that's not what they're going to tell Adam Schefter. All it requires you to do, instead of working everyone up into a lather, is pick up the phone, call the Ravens, and say, hey, man, before I tweet this out, What's the story here? And so that was really disappointing. I mean, it was. It was really disappointing that someone who has the ability to do that chose not to and instead worked everyone up into a tizzy. Bo Smolka is going to join us right now, Pressbox Ravens beat writer. He joins us every Friday. Bo, I'm, I'm just going to let you know. Have you seen this from uh, Jeff Zrebeck this morning? I, I just, someone just told me right now that there's been a, 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 a positive COVID test is my understanding. Yep. I, I don't know anything more about it than maybe what you're telling me. So, yeah, what Jeff tweeted, per sources, the Ravens this morning learned of at least one positive COVID test involving a 53-man roster player. Contact tracing ongoing to determine potential close contacts. So, obviously, that's a, that's a new storyline that we're going to have to follow as to uh, the significance of who the player might be and what that means. We are certainly within the window that 
even if it's a vaccinated player, it could be difficult for you to have two negative tests before Sunday. Hard I not mean, to think about Lamar being sick yesterday as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I, I don't. I, this is where I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to do anything along those lines. But it's clearly going to be a story over the course of the next 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, if if we assume the test, if the positive tests were yesterday, were taken yesterday, I get it would be possible that if it were a vaccinated player, there could. I mean, we're now Friday, but this is what we always thought might happen, right? I mean, and maybe a vaccinated player would be able to play. If it's an unvaccinated player, there's no question that won't happen. And more problematic would be contract tracing. Yep. If that spins out into any unvaccinated players, and again, the and. The, the, the Ravens have said, look, we're, we're more than 90% vaccinated. Um, so I, we should not be a situation where they have another Steelers game last year where 20 guys are on the COVID list. It just shouldn't end up having to be that way. Um, the league has basically said, look, we're not, there's not going to be any forfeits. There's yep. not going to be any rescheduling of games this year. If yep. you can't field a team, you can't field a team. Um, but again, I, let, let's see what happens. I'm just learning of it myself. Um, and and it, it, I, there's a lot of you know there's a lot there's a broad difference between whether it happens to a vaccinated player or an unvaccinated player in terms of contact tracing and everything else. So we will see. But it, it, it I, I don't think it should surprise anyone to think that this COVID issue will come up with this team and other teams over the course of the year. Yeah, just when things were pleasant around these parts, Bo Smolka, just when everything was ticking the right way, uh, something like this would come up. But let's talk broadly about a couple of topics because we don't know um, uh, what how this is going to play out over the course of the next 24 hours, and we'll presumably get we presume we'll get more information. But it's possible we won't really know who the players are. I mean, somebody's not going to be on the practice field. I guess we'll know that for sure. Um, what I, th- this is really interesting after from week one to week two, how different Alejandro Villanueva looked from right tackle to left tackle, and how good Patrick McCary looked at right tackle. We don't know when Ronnie Stanley is going to be back, but like, do, do you get any sort of idea of what this might end up looking like when Ronnie Stanley returns? Yeah, it's, I, 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 I told someone else I thought Patrick McCarry was the unsung hero of that game. I agree. I mean, he had never played, he had never started right tackle before, um, and he's a guy. You know, they call him baseball calls you talks about utility players. That's basically what he is as an offensive lineman. They, I've watched him in training camp. At various times, they will play him at every single offensive line position. He'll take some reps at left tackle. He'll take some reps at left guard. He'll take center. He'll play right guard. He'll play right tackle. They plug and they move him and they do everything with him. And John Harbaugh says, you know, he's a really smart player. He always knows every assignment no matter where you put him. And so, you know, every time this speculation would come out over the summer about who's going to make the 53-man roster and – there were some people that saw McCary as a guy who might not make it on the good side of the roster bubble. I thought there's no way. I mean, this guy can play anywhere. His value is incredible for, for what he is. Um, I'm not sure that anyone viewed him as a starting right tackle. That was never, he was always viewed as an interior lineman and maybe you could play him in, in a pinch at tackle. He played very well. And so did Villanueva, as you said. I mean, Villanueva, of course, has played left tackle before, unlike McCary, who had really never played right tackle. So Villanueva did. He looked more comfortable on the left side, and that's to be expected given how long he played left tackle with Pittsburgh. But still, I mean, the the improvement he showed from week one to week two, um, and it might be more even than just going from the right side to the left side. It might be 
another week playing here and knowing what we're tr- the Ravens are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But the two tackles, no question about it. The, the, the difference was just remarkable in, in the tackle play and had a huge factor in the win. Uh, man, I just, it's, I'm, I'm struggling with the idea of, of putting Villanueva back at right. And I get it. You know, what you said is true, Bo. It's, maybe it is just getting comfortable. And, and if he went back to the right, he would be okay. But if Patrick McCary keeps playing well at right tackle – I, I don't know how the answer isn't you're best off with, with Stanley at left, McCarry at right, and Villanueva being, a, a, at that point, a valuable swing tackle for you. And that might that might be the answer. Yeah. That might be the answer. Let's see how McCarry holds up. It's been one game. Right, that's fair. Um, yes, 100%. And, and let's, see what, let's see how he performs going forward. But they have, to be, they have to be thrilled with how he held up in that first time they put him out there as a starter at right tackle. And I don't know what this – you know, Ronnie Stanley – when I asked John Harbaugh on Sunday about Stanley, I asked him, is he, was he close? You know, he was listed as questionable. He hadn't practiced all week. There was word he would be out extensively, but they put him as questionable on the injury report. So after the game, I said to John, is, is Ron, was Stanley close? And he said, no, he, he wasn't really close, and we should know more about him in a week or a week and a half. So that tells me he's not playing this week. If they're, they're going to know more about him. So he could be a while before he's back. So I think this villain wave on the left side, McCarry on the right side, is going to be the alignment for at least the next couple weeks, few weeks, and and then they'll worry about it later. Who knows? Who some one of those two gets banged up? We're just have to you just have to monitor it week to week. But I, I it's it's a good point. And let's see how McCarry holds up. But they they have to be really happy with how he looked. He is Bo Smolka, press box Ravens beat writer. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Bo, have you deciphered anything more about the backfield situation and, and at what point we might see Le'Veon Bell get into the mix? And I, 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 you know, I, I, my gut is this is just going to continue to sort of be a wild unknown, right? And we're going to do this every week, and that's just the way it's going to be. But have, have you read anything into what you've seen so far in that department? No, I don't think. I mean, as of now, I think they're comfortable with the three backs they have. Um, and Le'Veon Bell would be continue to be a practice squad guy who would be continue to ramp up his football conditioning, continue to get familiar, and if something happens, one of those other three, he's in position. But to my mind, he's the, the number four, and if you're not going to activate four for a game, then he's not going to be activated. I, I, you know, they 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 like obviously like what they see from Tyson Williams. He's really been he's been a He's been a find, and, you know, it's one of those things that people say, a lot of people say, well, you can always find running backs. You can always find running backs. Here's a great example. Tyson Williams, you know, he's, he's, he's showing himself to be a capable NFL back. Yeah. Murray's a big guy who they like near the red zone. Um, when you see the four of them on the field together, Murray stands out just by his size. Um, and Freeman has a different role, or, he, you know, he just hasn't played as much. But I don't see a situation where Le'Veon Bell is going to be elevated above those three unless there's an injury i guess my question bo becomes how i'm still in a weird place where like yes there's been a lot of good with tyson williams but that's mixed in with a lot of bad and and i think a lot of people were nervous that after the fumble the other night he was going to be completely out of the mix and that didn't prove to be the case but I, i would have to think that there's a short leash that comes with that right like there's only so much of that that the ravens like that that honestly could have doomed them on Monday night. They got very fortunate the ball bounced the way that it did. Like, I, I, I just I get the sense that there's got to be a bit of a short of leash. That no matter how talented you might be or a good runner or fat, whatever, any of those things, 
there's been a lot of this blocking issues, fumbles. Like I, I can't imagine they can just let that go on forever. Uh, no, I, I was surprised they went right back to him as soon as they did. I thought that was a huge vote of confidence in him, actually, that they did. Because you're right. We've seen plenty of times where a back fumbles and he's on the bench the rest of the game. Right. If not longer. Uh, and they didn't do that with him. And maybe it was a function of they felt he's most familiar with this offense and he's best to be in there. I thought he passed block a little better last game than the previous game. I remember, I remember physically, I mean, specifically remember seeing him make a couple good blitz pickups uh, in the game against Kansas City. But to your point, yeah, I mean, John Harbaugh will say we don't we don't like fumbles, right? It's a, it is a very good way to get into his doghouse. And you're right that if Duvernay isn't there, that is a disastrous play. Yep. Um, but they did go back to him, which told me they had confidence in him, and he ran hard. And he tends to get he goes north south quickly and gets positive yardage. Um, so. And again, he's by far the most familiar with it. Does that change in a month when everyone's been in the system for a month on the practice field? Maybe, but you know, and and maybe it does if he coughs another ball up or misses a key right. block or whatever. Right. But they seem to be, you know, they seem to like him. And so, you know, I thought it was a significant vote of confidence. They went right back to him after the fumble. Oh, and that's to me, he's still the guy. It's just the what happens if it happens again is sort of my, you know, like that's that's more the question is what happens when this keeps piling up if, and it, I say when, that's unfair, if these things would be keeping piling up. And for his sake, hopefully that's not the case. All right, Bo Smolka is with us. Bo, for what it's worth, uh, Jamison Hensley has reported that it's Jalen Ferguson is the player who tested positive for COVID. Um, so, yeah, it, that somebody would say that's not a particularly significant player on the roster, and like there's there's some truth to that, but we obviously now have to find out with COVID or with the contact tracing and all of that. But for what it's worth, that's what Jamison Hensley reports this morning is that Jalen Ferguson is the player who tested positive for COVID-19. So we will continue to monitor that as the day goes on. Uh, what else jumped out at you from from obviously the result was overwhelming, but as we move forward with this team, what else jumped out to you, Bo, and what else do you think is significant as we move forward to what on paper appears to be a softer portion of the Ravens' schedule? Well, you know, the Ravens got the win, but they, and they made a couple of key stops when they needed to, but they were clearly not happy with how they tackled in that game. Yeah. John Wink Martindale wasn't, John Harbaugh wasn't. Um, and, and the Chiefs had 35 points in the middle of the third quarter. The fact that they held them scoreless over the last whatever minutes is notable. Anthony Averett made a great play on that third down to stop one drive and um, continues to be, I think, a really strong corner. But the tackling has to get better, and they know it. That was, that was very disappointing, obviously, on the one touchdown um, by Kelsey and a, a couple other plays. They just didn't tackle that well. Um, the linebackers had a hard time in coverage. Again, we've seen that before. Um, the one thing, so, so I think both those things, they've, they've made tackling an emphasis this week. It's funny because a couple of years ago, maybe it was last year or two years ago, they had a really poor tackling game. I think it was against Pittsburgh, but I can't remember now. But I remember on the practice field two days later, they were back to like preseason tackling dummies drill kind of thing that we never see during the regular season. And we asked Wink Martindale about that later. He said, yeah, we're, we're going to tackle it. We need to tackle now. I didn't see them doing that this week, so maybe they haven't gotten to that threshold. But I do know they were not at all happy with how they tackled for the majority of that game. But, they again, they got key stops when they had to. OA obviously had a huge game. No, no doubt. Um, and I, I said, like I said, I think that third down pass breakup by Averett kind of got lost in the in the splash plays, but that was a huge play for him. Um, 
So moving forward again, I think you got another, yeah, the team, the schedule gets a little bit softer. You always caution going on the road. I think going on the road after a huge emotional win like that is tough. Um, it seems to be a forgiving spot to play this team, but they're always a challenge. Hawkinson, their tight end, is one of their strongest offensive weapons, and fortunately, the Ravens have placed really two really good tight ends the last two weeks. And it was very interesting yesterday to hear Wink Martindale say it was Justin Houston who had the idea to put Oway out in coverage on, Jace, on uh, Travis Kelsey. And there were times late in that game where Kelsey would line up wide and Owe would go out with him, and he wasn't going to try to run with him, but he would, like, knock him off the line of scrimmage. He's physical enough to match up with him at the line, try to disrupt the pass pattern, and then Owe would be on a delayed rush. And that's one of the – if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what happened on the play that he got to Mahomes and Mahomes threw the forced interception. So I would expect we might see some more of that. If they saw that working, maybe Owe tries to do that as well. And um, But, again, it was interesting that Wink Martindale said they were on the practice field last Wednesday in Houston said, hey, what do you think of this? So Wink said yesterday, look, I want to take credit for it, but i got to say that was Justin Houston's idea. So I thought that was really interesting. That's fascinating. I mean, it really is fascinating. Um, and, and that's the value of having a player like that, right, is that they see things, they know things, and you can rely on that type of experience. And I will say, too, Houston, Houston's the guy that from the minute he got here, we have often – seen him half an hour after practice is over the press conferences are over yeah we're all walking back to the facility and there's houston on the on the field with at times Oway, at times bowser at times dalen hayes one of the younger guys and they're just working on rush moves they're working on stuff wow. and houston's out there all the time with those guys so you talk about how a guy can contribute to your program when you bring him in you know he's 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 paid off in a lot of ways and um, and remember, he also had the pressure that led to that intentional grounding by Mahomes in the game. But he's, so stuff like that is really, you know, it checks a lot of boxes why they wanted to have him. That's tremendous. Tremendous stuff uh, related to Justin Houston. All right, Bo Smolka, if you haven't picked up a new print issue of Press Box, he wrote the cover story about Marlon Humphrey. It's excellent. Go get it right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Or read it at PressBoxOnline.com. At B. Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him, Bo. Really appreciate you taking the time as always, sir. We'll talk to you again next Friday, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer. Again, um, the, so apparently the word is that the Athletic has a policy where they won't reveal the players who tested positive, so that's, that's why Jess Rebeck's report was mm-hmm. the way it was. I guess ESPN does not have the same policy, and so uh, Jamison Hensley reported that the player was Jalen Ferguson. And, you know, I, I get the first response from a lot of people will be, whew, it's just Jalen Ferguson. Sure, like, that's not that big of a deal. For example, Matt Abuike is unvaccinated or any of the, like, Calais Campbell, yep. anything like that. So. 100%. That's what the Ravens will be working on over the course of the next uh, the few hours. And we'll see who's on the practice field today. And then, again, for a lot of these guys, if they're vaccinated, it's just as simple as... Test negative, you're good. Yep. Go get your test and we should be okay. But... What really could end up happening today is players don't practice and you're kind of terrified mm-hmm. and then maybe by tomorrow they're they're fine, they're cleared, right? Like this is pretty good on the offensive line in Detroit as well. Yeah, it's not a it, well, Penny Sewell. Yeah. Uh, Penay, is it Penay? That I don't know. I think I think that so was that's KZ. Yeah, oh yeah, he's on top of that. 
All right, uh, we'll grab a break here, then we're going to chat with Bucky Brooks. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. We put Matt Lombardo on yesterday, and uh, Bucky Brooks agrees with us. So we'll talk to him about that. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. The next Taz Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 28th at the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville. It's all brought to you by Press Box, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball. Celebrate your love of football with Ravens scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash and Ravens prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Ravens scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. We um we had Matt Lombardo on the show yesterday after his report quoting a, a anonymous NFL front office executive saying that 
He didn't envy the position the Ravens were in with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, if you listen to the segment, you know we went back and forth and you know, we don't bring people on to, to fight. That's not the shtick that we do, but we we challenge it and we ask the questions that we think are appropriate and, you know, ask why the context was missing that this matters that Lamar Jackson has lost three playoff games when it didn't matter that Peyton Manning had lost three playoff games at the start of his career. I know that Bucky Brooks um, happened to probably be closer to our side of this than the uh, anonymous front office executive that was quoted in this story. And because I love chatting with Bucky Brooks, I thought today would be a great day to do that. Of course, NFL Network, Fox Sports, that's where you find him. He is Bucky Brooks, and he's back with us here on GCR. Bucky, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's always good to chat with you, sir. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, Bucky, what jumps out at me that drives me the craziest, it genuinely feels like Despite all of the evidence that we now have for three years, there are people, and I, I don't, you know, I don't think that the, this reporter made up a source. I genuinely believe this is something he got from someone in the front office. I think there is this genuine attempt to—it's football gaslighting, right—to to say I didn't think this could happen, I didn't think this could work, so I'm going to move the goalposts constantly to try to prove that it isn't working, that Lamar Jackson isn't one of the best players in all of football. Do you get some of the same sense in the conversation that you hear about him? Absolutely. I absolutely get it. It is mind-boggling to me, the conversation, right? Because I believe these two players should be tied together um, because they came in together. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. right? They should always be tied together. Josh Allen hasn't accomplished nearly the stuff that Lamar Jackson has as an individual player. Yet Josh Allen not only has gotten a six-year contract for $258 million on the extension, but no one is talking about what Josh Allen is currently doing. His numbers now are below what he's produced in 2018 and 2019, a 56% completion rate, a passer rating of 77. He's only averaging 5.3 yards per attempt. If Lamar Jackson were putting up those numbers, it would be a headline every day (laughs) on every paper. And so to me, it's just, it's kind of selective who we choose to go in on. And for whatever reason, Lamar Jackson is in the crosshairs and people cannot move off of their pre-draft assessment to give him the credit that he deserves to being a really, really good player. Bucky, I'm sure that there are people that are listening right now that would say, well, some of it is racism. And I don't disagree that they, I, I'm not as I am a white gentleman, but I know that racism is real and there's almost no doubt of it. But I think what you're alluding to is also part of it, which is. I can't admit I was wrong. I, and I don't care about like the, the carnival barkers in the media. I don't care about the Johnny Big Mouse, the people that just say things to try to get attention. I am completely able to ignore them and act as though they don't exist. It's, it's people within football that can't acknowledge I was wrong about this. This could work. And I was instead in love with this other quarterback that isn't working. And I can't say it. So I will forever move the goalposts and say, yeah, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, as if like that's a fair assessment for a quarterback in the first three years of their career. It is a extraordinarily small number of quarterbacks that have been to a Super Bowl in the first three years of their career. Yeah, no, it's interesting, right? It's interesting, especially coming off the heels of a game last night, which we saw Sam Donald play, right? Sure. Sam Donald has put up back-to-back 300-yard games, and there's basically been a parade for Sam Donald playing well. But Sam Donald was the third overall pick, he should be able to play at that level as a quarterback when you're drafted. And so a lot of this is what we're really, really comfortable with in terms of playing style. And I won't talk about like uh, 
prejudice or those things being baked in. But I will say some of the prejudices come from analysts who played the game a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when you look at TV broadcasts, the overwhelming majority of the color commentators are quarterbacks, traditional dropback quarterbacks who had to play the game in a certain way. And it's hard for those guys to view the quarterback position being played in a fashion that doesn't necessarily fit the way that they played it. And so what you get is this echo chamber of people talking about progressions and reads and drop back and Lamar has to do this, which kind of feeds into what a lot of the naysayers want to talk about when it comes to Lamar Jackson, as opposed to the appreciation that defensive people will have for having to defend a Lamar Jackson and the problems that he presents as an athletic quarterback. So some of it is the stuff that we talked about, but a lot of it is when you hear the same kind of people on TV talk about the same things because they come from a different place, Mm. those opinions are just recycled and regurgitated because that's what we hear. So we feed into what is being fed to us from the broadcast. Bucky Brooks is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio, of course, Fox Sports, NFL Network. Bucky, um, you know, one of the, the easy things that we hear from people, one of the, you know, like the, the, the two cent analysis is, um, well, Lamar just has to run less. And I, 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 like, I lose my mind every time I hear it because I said, could you imagine like saying to somebody who's unbelievably good at something, don't do it and instead do something not that you're not good at, but that, you know, you're one of one in one category and you're good in this other category. Imagine saying to somebody like the greatest power hitter in the history of baseball, stop trying to hit home runs. Like imagine saying that to someone. I, I, are, are you at all trepid? Like we saw this is the Lamar Jackson experience, what we saw on Sunday night. This this is what makes him one of one in terms of a talent. Are, are you at all concerned? I, I, to me, it's the we've got all the evidence. We know the running is not putting you at greater risk of getting hurt than, than, than pocket passers. We've got all of the data we could possibly ask for. Does it bother you, or do you concern yourself at all with the amount that Lamar Jackson might be running? No, I think it's a superpower. And I think here, here's what messed up everything for, for people. Um, we went from viewing the quarterback position as one that, A, the quarterback is your QB1. For a decade, right? If you get 10 years out of the quarterback, great. Like, that's a nice run for a franchise to have a quarterback. That means you sign him to the rookie deal, he gets another deal, and then after that, maybe begin to look on. The Tom Brady's of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Drew Brees of the world extended that out a little bit, right? Ben Roethlisberger, they extended that out. So when people look at Lamar Jackson, they're looking at him under the prism of what Tom Brady has played for two decades. Well, an athletic quarterback is not going to play that. But if my athletic quarterback plays at a high level for 10 years, where we're in contention to be a Super Bowl 10 team during those 10 years, I should be okay with that. Yeah. And I should be okay with that and then move on to the next quarterback because a 10-year run is a long run at the quarterback position. But what you have is you have, I don't want to say people wishing that Lamar Jackson was suffering injuries so they could say, I told you so. Yep. But you do have some of that. Oh, like, no question. Hey, he's that running exists. around. Yep. He's going to get hit. He's going to get this and all of that. However, we just came off a week where we saw Tua Tungvaloa get hit, hurt. Carson Wentz get hurt. Andy Dawn has been hurt. There have been a ton of quarter. Baker Mayfield got hurt making a tackle. Look, football is a violent game. At that position, people are going to suffer injuries. Knock on wood, Lamar Jackson has avoided that. I would say because he's always played this style since he was in Pop Warner High School or whatever, he kind of knows 
how to get down. And to this point in his career, I can say that I've never really seen Lamar Jackson take a solid shot when he's been a runner. Like, he's in more control while he's running than when he's not. And so I am of the belief that he is a unique talent. You do not tell Superman not to fly. You let him play with his superpowers. And look, man, whatever happens, happens. But you have to pay him for what he's done. He has been the guy that has been holding down the Baltimore Ravens offense the last three years. I think it's also fair to point out, I mean, look, there's there's been a few errant throws, but I don't think every quarterback has a few throws they want back. I mean, he seems to have – I mean, he's not getting worse as a passer, that's for sure. He seems to have some better touch on the outside of the numbers, and it seems like he has and will continue to develop as far as pocket And, and we're hoping Rashad Bateman concerned. might help right. in that department as well at some point. Um, so, look, here's what I'll say, right? Like, every quarterback is, is flawed, right? They all have warts. Uh, if you look at, if you do Tom Brady's heat map, Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball outside the numbers. The majority of his throws are inside the numbers, yep. much like Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson's issues in terms of throwing outside the numbers, they're the same issues that he had at Louisville. So guess what? If a guy doesn't throw well outside the numbers, don't ask him to throw outside the numbers. That's what most coordinators do. So you find a way to put the quarterback in a system that's very, very comfortable for him. The other thing that I will say, and people talk about, well, it's not a pro style. Anyone who watched Lamar Jackson play at Louisville, he spent the majority of his time under center working for Bobby Petrino. He can go under center. Greg Roman has elected not to put him under center, not to do some of the things that we would see if he was in a Cal Shanahan system. But he certainly, as he ages out, you certainly can then transition from him being a shotgun quarterback to going under center to doing some of the boot naked stuff that people do to accompany the run game. All of that stuff is right there. Now, it takes an offensive coordinator who has more in the bag to be able to do that, but there's certainly a way where you can take a Lamar Jackson as he begins to age and as his athleticism diminishes to still put a system in place that allows him to play to his strengths while he might be a declining athlete at the position. Sure. I I completely agree with all that. Bucky Brooks with us just another minute or two here on GCR. Um, Bucky, you referenced paying him. Uh, this, uh, this again, uh, this report from Matt Lombardo and Fanside had suggested he had talked to a prominent agent who thought that Lamar Jackson might be in the area of ninety million dollars over five years, um, but but trading it off with seventy-five million dollars of guaranteed money. And while you know, I I I certainly understand that the Ravens have done some of these contracts where they they trade it a little bit off by giving more guarantees. Um, I'm I'm guessing based on your reaction Probably to those numbers, accepting yeah, that you, deal. <laughs> you you thought that was as absurd as we all thought it was, correct? <laughs> hey, hey man, look, I know this. I know if I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm surveying the landscape, if I just look up to Western New York and I see Josh Allen getting the amount of money that he got, yeah. there is no way I'm coming in under yep. Josh Allen. And then if you are Lamar Jackson, and even in a competitive sense, you look at what Deshaun Watson got, you look at what Dak Prescott got, there's no way that his number comes in less than $40 million. Yep. And that's, even if he gives a team-friendly discount, it's $40 million plus. <laughs> right. And so that, that whatever deal that they're talking about, that's hocus-pocus pie in the sky stuff. No one is signing for that. You can't get a starting quarterback in today's game and say, oh, I'm okay with that, based on the way that the marketplace has changed. And so, look, it, to me, it's frustrating when I hear um, oh, Lamar Jackson has to still earn and still prove. I'm like, what else is there to prove? Right. He has been an MVP. And I don't care how people say he got it. When you're the MVP is being recognized as you were the best player in the league at one point. There, 
there are people who've never been recognized as that that we still give favors to. We still give Carson Wentz credit for being an almost MVP, even though there's no documentation with it. So it drives me crazy when we talk about Lamar Jackson and the individual accomplishments because people can pick and choose what they want to judge quarterbacks on. Is a quarterback wins where he's won in every category? Is it individual statistics? He's put up big numbers as a passer and as a runner. Is he recognized as one of the best players in the league? Yes. At some point, you got to write the check for all the things that he does. And, and this is what the Ravens, and the other thing, the other side of it too, is like the notion that the Ravens, I've heard this from people, yeah, but you're doing it in a system. It's the system the Ravens decided on. Like they were the ones that chose this. <laughs> like imagine them trying to go into the room and saying, "Yeah, but uh, you know, this is this is about the system." Like we're doing what you wanted us to do, man. <laughs> like what the hell? No, it's, like it's a lot. Like because it's not only that, right? Yeah. Because when I fired off the thing about like, man, it's funny. Like everyone is worried about Lamar Jackson's twelve wins, but not about Matthew Stafford. Right. He has none. Right. So. Then it's like, yeah, but the supporting cast that Matthew Stafford had in Detroit is not quite like Baltimore. Are okay, you out well, of? Are you kidding let's, me? <laughs> right. Like, so let's so let's talk about the Pro Bowl running back that Lamar Jackson is playing with. Oh, let me right. see the Pro Bowl wide receivers. Like, there's none of that, and right. so a lot of it is is just perception and how people perceive him to be, and how they didn't expect him to have the kind of success that he had. Part of that is due to the Baltimore Ravens being able to be adaptable and creative and allowing him to be maybe the best version of himself. And I would give Greg Roman and John Harbaugh a tremendous amount of credit for that. And another part is, like, look, man, he was a really good player, and people came up short on him when they did the evaluation. And it's one of those things that we have to recognize because, look, it's, it's a stylistic issue. His style doesn't suit everybody else, but neither did Josh Allen's style. It didn't necessarily suit everybody. Right. And so right. you have to be able to get – comfortable with guys who play in a style that may be uncomfortable to you and your eyes. Bucky, what can we plug for you, man? You're everywhere these days. Where, where can people find uh, you? Nah, doing a lot. Yeah. No, nah, man, just, just doing a lot. Uh, just hit me on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter. All the other stuff you name, Fox, NFL, whatever. whatever right. Wherever the checks are coming, I'm doing it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Bucky, uh, whether we agree or disagree, the conversations are always great, and uh, I like the fact that today we're just in complete agreement. So I uh, really appreciate you taking the time for us, as always, my friend. Let's do it again soon, all right? All right, talk to you soon. Bucky Brooks, um, one of our favorites, you know that. And again, you know, like we we don't always agree. This this happened to be the most agreeable conversation we probably ever had with Bucky Brooks. Sometimes we disagreed in the past, and that's okay too because we've been able to have conversations, and that's the concept of what we do here, believe it or not, is we try to be fairly reasonable and avoid the carnival barking. Um, what's not fairly reasonable is the idea that Lamar Jackson is going to be paid $18 million a season. There's, I kind of have a feeling that won't be the case. Yes, that's not a reasonable, like that 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 was not worth the internet that it was printed on. Um, there is zero zippy chance of that being the case whatsoever. All right, winding down for hour number one of the program. Hour number one has been brought to you by Window Nation. Back to school. Uh, there's about a month left in September, so we are winding down on the time that you have to take advantage of the buy two windows, get two free deal. Wood or vinyl styles. Buy four, get four free. Buy 100, get 100 free. There's literally no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Again, only one week left in September to take advantage of that. By the way, I had a moment last night. I haven't. I don't know how much I've talked about it on here. Uh, I will not be here next Wednesday. Stan the Fan will be here because I am jumping out of a plane. Oh. 
I am uh, uh, our friends. Might not be here Thursday and Friday. Our friends in the U.S. Army um, have coordinated this, and I am jumping out of a plane with the uh, Army Golden uh, Old Army Golden Knights parachute team. And I agreed to this some time ago. A couple other people in the local media said they would, and I I think might not be might have backed out. Uh, it might just be me. And I'm not nervous. You're nervous. But last night, I suddenly had this moment where I was talking about it with a group of friends, and like somebody started explaining to me because I was bringing up the fact that I have, you know, I was like, I was like, am I going to pass out? Because you know, I have the the vasovagal syncope. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I pass out, and it was being explained to me that like at terminal velocity, yes, your body does not recognize, like it, you don't feel anything. Essentially, you've been looking for that feeling for a while. Yeah, right. I've been dying for that. <laughs> but that almost like that in some weird way made me like more nervous. I've I don't always, know how I've to always explain wanted it. To do it for what it's I've worth. always wanted to do it, and but... I'm scared of heights. Oh, I'm not scared. See, I'm not scared of heights necessarily. But I feel like that would be a good way to free yourself of that a little bit, you know? Yeah, and once you're there, you're just right. you know, you're. I never really wanted to be strapped to another man. Right. Well, I've always now, had hang a business on a idea. Hey, wait a second. We do not kink shame. I Let me make that very clear. That's I've not had a business idea here. where the skydiving instructors are all females. Ah, ah, heck of an idea. <laughs> heck of an idea. I don't care as long as I don't die. I just want to make that very clear. Whoever I'm strapped to, I just don't want to die. All right? So that's all I care about. As long as they pull the cord and I get down to the ground safely, we're all good. But something about the way that this my friend was explaining this to me about, like, last night, you don't feel anything at terminal velocity. I was like, you don't feel anything? Like, at all? <laughs> like, I don't know why it made me, it suddenly gave me, like, I had that ounce of anxiety creep in a little bit. But I'm doing it. Like, it's happening. Once once I get up there, like, I'm just going to jump and you that'll be that. You wear a diaper? No. I mean, unless they encourage you to. They haven't told me what to wear. They haven't said, like, you should wear this. Is there, like, a, are there rules, like, if you're, you're doing a pencil dive off a bridge where you have to like clench your ass. I had I have not asked. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Excuse me, uh, Sergeant. <laughs> uh, my ass. What exactly should I do about that? Not our concern. Ah, well, it's mine. Just want to make that uh, known for the record. It's my moneymaker. Very much my concern. Uh, did you play underdog last night? Uh, yeah, I threw a one dollar lineup out there. And how'd it go? I lost, baby. What what, what, what screwed you? Uh, a couple things. I got screwed by Dan Arnold came one yard shy. Oh, are you serious? His. Yeah, it was great. Oh. And there were some times where he probably should have been, you know, like Darnold missed some wide open down the middle at the beginning of the first quarter. There, I took Casey's advice and went with the Pharaoh guy, Pharaoh Brown, over Aikens as which tight end would have oh, more okay. receiving yards. All right. None for Pharaoh Brown. Well, that's rough. Some for Aikens. That's rough. Uh, and then the David Johnson one. I don't know. what. I was over 39 and a half scrimmage yards. And what did he finish with? Not that many. Okay, so. I don't think they had 39 and a half combined running back scrimmage yards not, last not, night. Not, not a worth. lot of that. Not a lot of that. So, but again, it was just a Correct. dollar. A dollar. And dollar you're not, to you're win not even 20. yet into the money. You're not no, even no, into no. your own money. You're still playing with your free money yeah, at this I play, point. I play for keeps. Um, you go to underdogfantasy.com. You use the code PRESSBOX. You deposit 10 bucks. You get $10 free to play with. Um, and it's so much fun. It, it gives you a little. Who would have possibly cared about a Houston Carolina game last night? Houston like, and Carolina. At, thank you, Kyle. G- greatly appreciate that. To... Who in Baltimore would have possibly cared about a Houston? Besides my friend Liz Drabic, who would possibly care about a Houston Carolina game last I got night? Nothing. 
Um, so that gave Kyle a little bit of a juice for what was an otherwise awful, unwatchable yeah, football definitely. game. So play underdog. I get it. We're all mad that we don't have sports betting yet, but this is this fills the gap, and it's not the same as every other daily fantasy contest. It's something a little bit different that feels a bit more like betting. And you can do it, again, with $10 free when you deposit 10 bucks by using the code PRESSBOX, underdogfantasy.com, or the Underdog Fantasy app. We'll come back in, Young Utes, and then we're going to talk some college football. Senator's Suggestions. It's a new segment we're doing with Senator Justin Reedy, who's going to join us on Fridays. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. Glory Days Grill's popular Oktoberfest menu is back, and it features their delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded in herb panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Their menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine on their patios or in their dining room, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash Sports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live 
Live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 28th at the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville. It's all brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. Nothing but All right, back in here on GCR into hour number two of the program. It's also brought to you by Project Game Day, which returns this Sunday. I'll be with you at halftime. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. And then post game, it's myself and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, both there and PressboxOnline.com slash radio. We will see you on Sunday for Project Game Day and every game day this season. It's all brought to you by Window Nation as well as Glory Days Grill and underdog fantasy football. It's time for Young Utes. Young Utes with Lil Jordan. It's brought to you today by the... Ooh, this one's brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed Stand the Fan uh, chatting with Tavares Hardy, Loyola basketball coach this week, find it right now. Again, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or at pressboxonline.com. Stand shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Lil Jordan, what you got for us today? To start it off, I have a follow-up. On our devious licks. Oh, from, devious licks! From last yes, week. yes, yes. How many children have been arrested? So, yeah, so, right? yes. <laughs> so, so, last week, TikTok told USA Today that it was removing all content off their apps and removing the hashtag devious licks. So people came up with hashtag despicable licks, and then police across the U.S. have begun arresting and charging students on reports of vandalism and theft. In Kentucky, the Boone County Sheriff's Office reported on Friday that eight juveniles have been charged in offenses related to the trend. If you missed this last week, um, they're they're just stealing stuff. They're just... They're just that's all it is, is they're just they're just they're going in and documenting crime. Correct. And like just assuming that they can get away with it because TikTok. Like it's the it's what you know, I, I know that people were eating Tide Pods a few years ago. Like I know there has been insane that people won't get vaccinated. Like I know there's a lot of dumb, but this ranks Normally unbelievably you're not high. for self harm. Uh, this is unreal. I can't even really wrap my mind around the stupidity of this. It's so ridiculous. Um I mean, yeah, yeah, that was what was going to, like, you were, you were, you were stealing things and admitting that you were stealing things and just sort of thinking like, yeah, but there are no rules because TikTok. Often a big breakthrough in a case is when they find video of the crime. Yes, it's very helpful to the prosecutors. Normally third party video. Yes, not normally. I'm announcing, (laughs) hi, my name's, it's like Steve-O in Jackass, like, I'm Steve-O, and this is the part where I steal the sink out of the bathroom and commit major acts of vandalism on government property. Really crazy. Jesus. Surprised it's only eight for what it's worth. I got to be honest with you. It sounds like a lot of people not doing their jobs. Like, the evidence is overwhelming. Just go ahead and click a hashtag. See what pops up. They shut down the hashtag when, like, the police were like... By the way, police still had access to it, I'm sure. Yeah, but the police are like, uh, by the way... 
It's the most helpful hashtag in the history of TikTok. It's telling us where all the crimes are being committed. Unreal. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. I am so fearful of what my children are going to end up doing in, in six to seven years. Very nervous about that in my life. Six to seven? What? That's like 11 years old. They've got more time than that, right? I don't know. I'm guessing this starts in middle school. I'm guessing this about when... Dude, I did some really stupid things in middle. Like in middle school is the height of like there are no ramifications. There are there but are it no wasn't consequences. Wasn't like publicly defacing things. I mean, we would like it we, was stupid things with your friends, like like that only. But you could would you would do YouTube. things. You say that you would do things like throwing eggs at houses. We definitely did that. One hundred percent, we did that. Did that in high school once or twice. And like yeah, it uh, probably continued to high school. By high school, we really really switched to like. It was only retaliatory. In high school, we didn't retaliate. We would TP cars and we would TP like trees and stuff like that. We did a lot of that in high school. It's a waste of good toilet paper. It is a waste of good toilet paper. Certainly would not have done that during the pandemic. <laughs> I know that much. And in fact, if someone else had done it to me, I would have said, well, thank you. I greatly appreciate this. All right, Jordan, what else? So I assume we all know about the milk crate challenge yep. that's been going on. I mean, is it still going so, on? Yeah, I probably. thought that was done by now. And so someone, I don't know what, per, it was a USA Today social media user reached out to them and told them they didn't like their coverage of the milk crate challenge because it's a satanic ritual. Oh, and, oh. And, when, and when they... By the way, that's what my very religious father tried to tell me Halloween was growing up. Not a, not a joke. a pagan holiday, isn't it? We weren't allowed to have a Halloween party when I was a child. It's a pagan holiday. We had to have a harvest party. Am I wrong? Uh, it's a pagan I think, holiday, I think yeah. that was what he was trying to explain. I don't yeah. it gives a rat's ass what it was. I just like the candy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He would like literally every year have a conversation with me about why it is that we weren't. And I love my dad is a very reasonable man otherwise, but he's very religious and uh, sometimes to his detriment. Where like this was a he couldn't just understand. Dude, all I want to do is put on a, a, an effing incredible Hulk costume and go walk around and get some candy. Like settle down, dude. He wasn't fond of the nipple tassels. Yeah, but that was unrelated. That was on Thanksgiving. Okay, okay? <laughs> go ahead. And so they pretty so how they did this is they posted a picture of a pyramid-shaped group of milk crates alongside a pyramid illustration labeled as the steps of Freemasonry. Did, did any of this involve uh, Comet Ping Pong and them alleging that they were running an underground pedophilia ring? No. No? None is of that. Freemason linked with Satan? I thought the Freemasons were just yeah, like dudes that hung out. Yeah. Like I just I've been invited to join the Freemasons so many like, times uh, in my life. Step away from the Illuminati. I don't like I yeah. always kept I kept getting I kept having Freemasons ask me to join and I always like asked the people like it they just want your money. Is, I think that was all it really was. Yeah. But like it's like an adult fraternity. They would always talk about how like when somebody saw the symbol you would get out of tickets and stuff like that. And that's I was assuming like, well, that's, every that sounds, police officer is a Freemason, good. which who knows? Maybe they are. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I can't tell you. But yes. So it obviously is not a satanic ritual. And well, my don't know that yeah, you say sure. obviously. Yeah. I don't know. Jordan, how much research have you personally I don't, done? It's people hopping up on crates. I don't know. I don't think it is. I'm going to agree with you on that. But like you say, you throw the word obvious around. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is true. And and my favorite quote from the article is. Guided by this logic, the food pyramid, the triangle instrument, and pizza slices are also now satanic. Well, that might be true. Let's yeah. let's consider that. We've it's largely also... debunked the food pyramid by now, right? Oh, I think we've realized yeah. the food pyramid was was bogus. Was completely Most bogus, nutrition, yeah. mainstream nutrition, information yeah. is for uh -huh. what it's worth. I think they were big on grains yeah. back in the day, and I think we it realized was the top of the pyramid. Wasn't yeah, it? I think we realized like not so good, yeah. not yeah. exactly what you were supposed to be doing. Yes, but and then my. Yes, Last go ahead, one. number three. Last one is 
Metro UK has announced their predictions on what some of the popular baby names for 2022 will ooh, be. Oh, let's can we can we guess? Are they are they like right. weird ones so, that you wouldn't have known before? Hang on, hang so, on, hang on. So I, we want to let's guess some names. Yeah, Cabrian. There, there's categories. Cabrian. There, Cabrian. There's Hayes, categories. Third baseman for the Pirates. So oh, right. You have. You can guess your escapist and nature names. I don't know. It's going to be like we're Willow. Not, we're not, not going to do. Oh, okay. Willow's a good one. Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-mm. River. Oak. Nope. Nope. Maple. Nope. Horizon. Koa. Ah. Lotus. I love their campground. Prairie. Jeez. And woods. You also have. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. yeah. You have. Your playful names. I just made a nice ban anymore. Yeah. You know? you, you've got your playful names, which sound like dog names. You've got Otis. Bear. Mm-mm. Otis is a good uh, one for what it's worth. That's, but that's still a real yeah. name. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think it's this, largely He's talking about yeah. literally Bear. Yeah. Naming a kid Bear. Bear, Birdie, Dovey, Iggy, and Pixie. Oh, well, Iggy Pop was a quite a, po- a popular yeah. But that Iggy. probably wasn't his real name. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, but I would bet uh. it's not. And then... My favorite. Never wore a shirt, that Iggy Pop. <laughs> uh, James Osterberg yeah. is Iggy Pop's name. <laughs> My favorite would be their next wave musical names. They're predicting this becomes a trend. People naming their kids. Like Lady Gaga. Music. Like Lil Uzi? Not even. Yeah. Like Chord. Oh, like and just a, like musical terms. Yes. Like cello. Yes. Like Bass. rhythm. Drummer. Why? Calypso. Calypso's an old I, one. We I, I kind of love Calypso, Calypso, actually. Yeah. I kinda, Wasn't I, that it from the, the Odyssey? What? Was the Calypso was a Greek name, I believe. Was, was it? it? Oh, I don't know that. You might be right about I that. I don't was. know. I think you it has right. ancient Greek origins. I don't believe you. Um, but yes. Okay, so yeah, like that sounds crazy, but I don't know, man. It's a, na- a name's a name. I'm never going to knock somebody for their name. Like, that's their yeah. name, right? Like, who, who are you yeah. to make fun of somebody else's name? Like, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it's not where we're used to. I get that. And no, apparently it uh, emerged in the 18th century in Trinidad. Ah, well, don't you feel like an a hole? So don't you feel like an absolute piece of crap? I was wrong. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Ah? Wait, wait. That, ah? was, that was the music. So. Yes, correct. That would be Calypso music, 100%. Name origin. That, that makes sense. Trinidad with Nicki Minaj's Boom, cousin. baby. Right? The yeah. name Calypso may derive from the ancient Greek. I can't pronounce that. Calypto, meaning to cover, to conceal, or to hide. There you go. It's available there in mythology. All right, Little Jordan, those were good. I appreciated that. Thank you very much. That was Young Utes with Little Jordan. Uh, we yeah, do that it was the one. Friday. She was the one that held him prisoner on the island. Uh, was, was who? Was Calypso. Calypso? Yeah. I don't remember that. But I'm, it's been a long time, dog. <laughs> it's been a really long time. <laughs> it's been a long time for me, too. But yeah, it's been a really here long I am. time. Look at you. How, how much do you remember about Lord of the Flies? I remember everything. I never read it, actually. Are you insane? They didn't make me. You should just do that on your own. I can't. It's read one it. of the most. Im- oh, there is yeah. that. That is a problem. All right, fair enough. All right, hey, uh, the Tyus Bowser show coming up this Tuesday night. We are uh, we're moving it, and it's going to be at the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville, which is an awesome spot. I'm really excited. That's where it's going to end up being the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville for the Tyus Bowser show this Tuesday night. Presented by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. We had such a good time at the first Tyus Bowser show. And now we're going into a, uh, a fervent Ravens territory. So we're going to need you to show up. You get to meet Tyus and a special guest. No questions asked. We, you know, we got to be careful about, you know, COVID. Well, are you COVID positive would be a question. Yeah, that would ask. be a bit. If you're doing that, yes. if you're showing up, you got a bigger problem. But yeah. we're going to make sure that you don't get 
we, there is going to be a little bit of distance sure. between you to just make sure because we're not going to be the reason why these guys can't play. Or why aren't you wearing Sunday. clothes is the question we might ask. Another question, again, yeah. but that's a bigger problem. Yeah. We're not going to let you in the door if Fair that's enough. the case. Tyus Bowser Show. Find out more. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. What's under the trench coat? Yeah, well, that's, well, hang on a second. That's, a, that's not, not my concern, really. As long as you keep the trench coat on, you do whatever you want after that point. We come back in. We're going to talk some college football. Senator's suggestions. That's next with Senator Justin Reedy. It's Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Tweet us at... Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. We continue on a Friday edition of the program. Today's show also brought to you by the Baltimore Ravens. I'm a fan of their work. Every seat is the best seat at M&T Bank Stadium. Don't miss a moment of Ravens football this season. Single game tickets are now available at BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. 
Um, we have uh, chatted with this man quite a few times on this program, sometimes about very silly things like trying to do away with daylight savings time, which is silly, but yet I still stand by. It's insane. Get rid of it. We got to revisit that at some point. I understand we have bigger fish to fry, or I guess we have bigger fish to fry, but I maintain that. We've also talked about the very important topics, right? Like NIL and you know, sports betting in the state of Maryland and um, the Jordan McNair Safe and Fair Play Act, which he was the author of, along with uh, Delegate Brooke Learman. Um, he's now going to be joining us every Friday. So I've known this about Senator Justin Reedy. He is a huge college football fan. He's an Alabama guy. I'm, I'm you know, a front runner. Um, but he is, uh, he's been talking to me about college football for some time and we don't do enough college football talk during the course of the week cause it's, you know, Ravens, Ravens, Ravens around these parts, but we're going to, every Friday morning, we're going to spend a few minutes with Senator Reedy. Uh, it's going to be called Senator's Suggestion. Where he's just going to give us a few things that we should be looking out for in the upcoming weekend in college football. And he's with us right now here on GCR. He is state Senator, Mr. Justin Reedy. Justin, it's uh, Glenn and Kyle. It's good to chat with you, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Thank you for having me on to talk about something that can't. There's nothing more important than uh, what we're going to be talking about you, for the next few did minutes. Did you hear so. the you hear the Ravens beat the Chiefs last week? Did you hear that? You familiar? That was a that was a that was very important. Yeah, also, yeah. that was a really <laughs> big deal. A really big deal. All right, sir. So I'm largely going to let you guide us to where we need to go. I, you know, obviously we're all excited about Maryland being off to a three and zero start. That's tremendous. There's real reason to buy into the Mike Loxley hype. I'm not ready to tell you that they can go beat Iowa or Ohio State, but. I'm also, and this is the difference in like past years. I'm not ready to say they can't either. Like, I I think they have a chance in to be competitive in those games. We'll see. You know, like we'll see. Um, they got to get past Kent State first. I get that they can't afford to look past them because Kent State can provide a little bit of trouble. But there's real reason for some excitement about Maryland. It's... Absolutely, and I think you mentioned the Kent State game. Games like this are actually really important because Maryland in the past has had times that they look like promising and then they stub their toe against a team that they should beat. Yep. Kent State's a game, a very game team. They're a good team from the MAC. Um, certainly Maryland should win. But a 4-0 start for Maryland is very helpful because I think for Maryland, a realistic goal this year would be to not just get to bowl eligibility, but maybe to win seven, eight games. Yep. Um, win a couple games you're not maybe supposed to win and continue to build in recruiting. And so actually this week, real important that they take care of business against Kent State. The schedule does get much tougher. They'll be playing the Ohio States, Penn States, and Michigans of the world later in the season. And so while you hope they could maybe surprise and win a game or two that they're not supposed to win, you definitely want to take care of business at home on these games. No, no question. Yeah, th- this is how you derail. This was losing the Temple a few years ago, you know? like this right. is how- And not to say right. that te- the Temple team was quite good. I want to make that very clear. But, like, this is how your season derails. Like, everything that you're working toward gets derailed by losing a game like this at home. They cannot afford for that to happen. Right. All right, right. Uh, first on your list, three things we should be watching out for uh, this weekend in college football. What's number one? I'm going to cover two games, and then I'm going to cover, a, a to- I think, a topic. That okay, sounds good. For. There's two real this, – this weekend's slate of games are not as great overall as I think, for example, next week you're going to want to – if you like college football, you're going to want to carve out some time next Saturday because there's a lot of great matchups. This week – I'll talk about it uh, why in a moment, but this week the two top games – so I'll go first to the game that I think is the biggest and best game of the weekend uh, is Texas A&M, number seven, versus Arkansas, number 16 – in Jerry World in Dallas, they played a neutral site. I'm not sure why, but they do. 
And Arkansas has been was the dregs of the SEC for about three or four years, and they've actually become sort of a flavor of the month. They thumped Texas a couple weeks ago. They they played tough last season, even though they were only three and seven. Texas A&M came into the year looking to possibly get into the college football playoff. They still are all, certainly alive for that, but they lost their starting quarterback, and they're, they've struggled on offense a little bit. Both teams have really good defenses, and both teams want to run the football, so it's going to have a flavor of sort of old-school SEC, old-school Southwestern Conference. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a 45-38 game. Okay. It's going to be one of these. It's been a tough, good football game, um, and I. A lot of people are picking Arkansas to pull a mild upset. I actually kind of feel like A and M will will win the game, but we'll see. So that's my first game. So, I, I so think uh, is, is uh, okay, let me just follow that up. I know a lot of people are excited about KJ Jefferson, the way that he's played. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that jumps out at me. We, I know you don't want to acknowledge it, but uh, Alabama got quite the test a week ago um, from Florida. Is there any world in which one of these two teams could also challenge Alabama? Oh, I'll acknowledge it. At Florida, absolutely uh, gave gave the Crimson Tide all they could handle. I do think Florida's a very good team. I, I, it, to me, it wasn't on the level of, of Clemson struggling with Georgia Tech or something like that, but it was a very, very good game. I, I believed at the start of the year that Alabama would probably lose two regular season games. Wow. Um, or or they would lose one and then lose the SEC title game. But either way, I felt like it would be two losses. I actually thought A&M might be that game. The only thing I'm unclear on is the current quarterback situation for A&M. It, 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 it wasn't great after their starter went down. And and so we'll see. This game may tell us, because Alabama in about three weeks will be at Texas A&M. So this game might tell us which of these two teams may have the better opportunity um, to, to be a, a threat to Alabama. Um, and, and so I actually think Ole Miss next week for Alabama is going to be a test of all tests. I actually think that could be a, a game that they lose. Very interesting. Uh, so so these, these two games are, are really um, um, – this, this game, A&M versus Arkansas, I think is a really good game. But I know a lot of – you know, obviously your listeners, you know, a lot of, lot of focus on pro sports and Baltimore, which is, of course, great, and I'm a huge Ravens fan myself. Uh, but if, you're, if you really love the, the college football sort of as a whole smorgasbord, which is how I look at college football, it's like a huge buffet – the A&M versus Arkansas is a really is a really one of the, is the best game this weekend. I would say followed very closely. All right, so number two, Senator's Senator's suggestion yes. number two was Senator Justin yes. Rady. Number two would be Notre Dame and Wisconsin, also a neutral site game. They're playing in Chicago at Soldier Field. I flipped the coin here. Both games are, I think, equally very good to me. The A&M Arkansas was better because it's a conference game, so it matters a little bit more uh, because it's a conference game, but. Notre Dame has not looked. I think like they're frauds this year. I think they're yeah. frauds, man. I, I this is we talked about this game earlier in the week. I think this might be both frauds. You know, like yeah. I am, I I am I am really I have no way to believe in either one of these teams right now. No, and I think Wisconsin. It's sort of funny. Notre Dame is starting Wisconsin's ex quarterback. Right. Uh, this, the current Wisconsin quarterback. Um, I think they may have gone with the wrong guy. Notre Dame is actually winning because of Jack Cohn. It's more and, and a really and a and a defense that is has has improved since the first week. Um, but you know they they're gonna it's gonna be a tight game. I could see this very much being like a twenty one twenty type game or a twenty three twenty type final. I don't believe Wisconsin is as good as they've been in the past. But it's real. This would be I would not. 
I'm not betting on these games, but I would not bet on this game because I think it's incredibly – it'd be a tough tough road to hoe. I, I agree. I see it being a one, two-point game either way. Another defensive game. College football has exploded offensively in the past few years, but both of these games I've just spotlighted I think will be low-scoring, slobber-knocker-type defensive games. I guess we should point out, by the way, the first game, the Texas A&M-Arkansas game, that's the 330 CBS game. Um, right. and, and the uh, Notre Dame-Wisconsin game is the big noon game on Fox. So if you want to watch those two games, that's where you can find them. And then I'm interested Absolutely. in this. The, the, what is, number three, the, the senator's suggestion number three, is a, it's a storyline? Yeah, tell me more about this. Yeah, uh, here's the deal this week. Um, my, I actually, as, as you know, I have a column I, I write on the duck pen, and I, I post on my Twitter feed. So I've li- listed a top ten games for the week. But what I really and so my number three game for the week was Clemson at NC State. What I think that game and many others like it. That is one of the few games where a top conference team is playing a semi-good team in conference. Most of the other conference matchups around the country this week have been really good team versus the worst team in their conference okay. or one of the worst teams yeah. in their conference. What, but as I've said, as, as I've often said before on you know on my Twitter feed, what one of the things that Whenever you think a week of college football is not a great week of games, that's when you have to watch out that something like amazing happens. So that's the cool thing about college football is you, you ne- there's always something when you think it's going to be a boring week and there's not that many high-profile matchups. That's when somebody goes ham and, and you end up with some wacky upsets. So I think that's the third thing to watch for is what games between conference opponents – and there's some, not, there's some non-conference matchups too, but what games all of a sudden become really tricky – that we didn't expect. Like last week, for example, Georgia Tech was a Hail Mary away from maybe beating Clemson, which nobody would have seen coming. And there's some other examples of that. So, um, you know, I think there's the, the top two games that I mentioned are the best watches of the weekend. Uh, but I do think, um, uh, you know, there could be some interesting, especially when you get into the evening, there could be some interesting matchups that people didn't realize were going to be competitive. Um, you got West Virginia, Oklahoma, Clemson, uh, NC State. Some games like that that could be could be kind of fun. Yeah, I do not understand why we got a line of seventeen and a half points for Oklahoma against West Virginia. Like that makes no. I, Oklahoma I don't has either. struggle. <laughs> I just I just called a friend of mine who's a huge West Virginia fan earlier this week and said, "Hey, I would take the points. I don't I don't bet on I don't bet on sports, but to me that that seventeen points seems really high." Right. Um, yeah. So I, it's, and I get it. West Virginia lost to Maryland. Like, I, but like, still, like Oklahoma has struggled mightily. And I know that we are all believers in Spencer Rattler and think that he's going to be that guy. But he hasn't been great to start this I, season. I don't think. I'm starting to think it's still a small enough sample size to not be sure. Right. He improved last year, but I would say this: I don't. Is Spencer Rattler or Kyler Murray? No. No. Is he? No. Is he a very good college quarterback? Yes. He's not. A, he's not a bust. He's not terrible. Right. But. Is he at the level that we've grown accustomed to with Oklahoma quarterbacks? And so far, the answer seems to be known. Also, their offensive line has really struggled. Oklahoma is known for having dominant offensive lines, and this year's version is not that at yep. this point. No question about it. All right, uh, you mentioned uh, the duck pin. Tell us more about that. And you have a very specific feed for your college <laughs> football. You have you you. He's a multi Twitter man. Uh, multi uh, because it, I guess not all the constituents care as much as college football about college football as you do. Is that the idea? Well, I decided it, it is not. I, I and I've said this before on your show. It is not a Twitter burner account. I'm very clearly identified that it's me. Yep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's at Reedy CFB. That's R E A D Y CFB, and that's where I keep a lot of my 
in you know my Saturday live tweeting and college football and other, and Ravens content too. I'm a Ravens flock guy as well. Uh, and I write um, uh, right now. I'm actually on. I'm about twice a week. I'm writing on uh, the Duck Pen, which is a Substack, uh, sort of a sort of a Maryland-based uh, uh, boutique, uh, kind of like the Ringer, but in Maryland. But I write college for college football. There's a lot of eclectic content on there: political, sports, pop culture. But I'm the college football writer, so that's where you can find my college football uh, columns. And I try to do a wrap up. Uh, sort of a, a, a wrap up from the weekend before and then a and then a column that does like my top ten games for the week ahead. And uh, you know it's 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 fun to to write and it's fun to tweet about it and, and just not take there's so much in my in the other line of work that's so over the top serious all the time. Right. It's nice to have something that we can just enjoy and have fun. I agree with that. And I, you know what? I know I did the thing when I introduced you to. I do this all the time. You know, my, my wife's maiden name was Ready, and I do this all the time where I, I say just send, and I'm sorry. I need you to know that I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> and I will make sure that I do not do that again, Senator. Uh, oh, that's as, no problem. It's it's a it's a mistake that is close to my heart, and I should not make it. And I apologize. I don't for that. usually I don't usually um, I don't usually even halfway notice because it happens quite often. But it's it's great. It's um, it, it it's yeah. It's nice. No problem. No worries. Senator yeah. Justin Reedy again uh, is going to be joining us every Friday morning uh, during college football season to just give us some thoughts on what we should be paying attention to. And at Reedy CFB is how you follow him on Twitter. Senator, appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. Thanks for having me on. Sounds good. Senator Justin Reedy is going to be checking in with us. Uh, just a huge college football guy and, you know, something we talked about for a while and uh, we'll have some fun with uh, during the year because we do not admittedly pay as, as close of attention to college football. And maybe it'll help us out as we make our picks during the course of the year. We will see how that goes. Well, if we're doing it on Friday, we make our picks on Thursday. Yeah, but so. like at least it'll tell us something. We'll know something more about the teams going into the following week, right? Like, Theoretically, that's possible. Yeah, that's yeah. the concept. At least we have it more generally in our thoughts. All right, um, we are we're still to come. We're going to go in the kitchen with Kyle, but before we do that, we are going to take a listen. I guess I should tell you that today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where the Oktoberfest menu is... I, I got a rumor that we got some uh, some food coming our way, which oh. is wonderful news. You know, uh, I know that uh, Little Jordan's got some Oktoberfest men- menu stuff coming his way because he just walked out of here with $50 and Glory Days Grill gift cards. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is available, and it's it's real and it's spectacular, is what I would say about it. That's just a line that I came up with yeah, right. Uh, right off the top of my head. And if you want to use it moving forward, I'll allow it. I'm a I'm a man who's willing to share. It features the delicious chicken schnitzel, two golden brown hand breaded chicken cutlets, an herb panko pan fried. Oh, so perfect. Served with that mustard cream sauce, the mashed potatoes, and their roasted vegetables. The menu also includes your favorites like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Prussian Pretzel Rolls, the Slam Dunk Pretzels, and the Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in on their patios or in the dining rooms or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years and says thank you, fans. This is from earlier this week down at Mother's in uh, Arnold, Mother's Peninsula Grill. It's the Tyus Bowser Show, part two, right here on GCR. And welcome back to the Tyus Bowser Show, live from Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. Y'all make some noise for Tyus and Anthony Levine Sr. Boy, that was way less spirited this time. What the heck happened, man? It all came up to meet you, and now they're like, I don't think they're so great. (laughs) They met Ty. Now it's time to hit the road, Jack. 
<laughs> hey, uh, thank you to Great Eights Memorabilia for making this possible. Chris Rulin, unbelievable partnership that we've had with him. And we want to let you guys know that Baltimore Celeb Fest 2 is coming to Benfield Sports Center on October 16th. It features the Great Eight stable of pro wrestling stars like Kurt Angle, the Inspiration, formerly the Iconics, the Beautiful People, Tessa Blanchard, and the Briscoes. Also, if you need any help with fundraising or you're a company looking to get exposure, Great Eights Memorabilia will help you reach all of your goals and beyond. Get your meet and greet tickets for Baltimore Celeb Fest and check out all of the upcoming signings and the best pricing on memorabilia anywhere in Maryland by visiting GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Tyus Bowser, you got... The, um, I got a little bit of a contract this offseason. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, Anthony, you know, he makes like a little bit more than you now. Is that the way? Like slightly? I mean, like... Not just slightly, <laughs> a lot I, more. Go Cap got that big money. Talk I don't him. even know, man. I don't even know, man. <laughs> um, Tyus, what did it mean to you to get that type of commitment from this organization to know that they believe in you the way that they do? How much is that? kind of changed your life a little bit. It was awesome, man. Uh, you know, just going in a free agency, you just never know what's going on. But, you know, to hear from my agent and to hear that they want me, man, and just, you know, the numbers was right. It felt good. I was comfortable with it, man. It's awesome. I'm glad to be back in Baltimore. I'm glad to be around these guys, get to see CoCap for another year. And just be with this football team, man. Be with the be with the purple and white. Be around the guys, man. It's been awesome. Anthony, you you know we're in a really weird situation, right? As the season began, where what can you explain to people about like when when your name shows up on transaction lists and people are like, wait, are they really letting Anthony Levine go? Like, did you know the whole time how that was playing out? And like, are, are you able at this point in your life to say that's cool? I mean, like, just as long as I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna be here. Nah, I was uh. It, I, I knew it was happening. I knew what we was doing. I knew what we wanted to do. And um, for me, man, whatever whatever I can do to help the team, uh, I'm, I'm always for it. So, you know, it, it was a decision uh, that had to be made. And, uh, you know, I was, I was with it, you know. So uh, Eric, Eric called me. I went to his office. We talked about it. We talked about some options and stuff like that. And um, I said, man, if, it, if it's going to help the team, we could do some stuff, moving stuff around. I'm with it. Did everybody else know? Or did your phone like start blowing up? Like, man, what the uh, hell? What is going nah, on? Right nah, now? everybody know. And uh, I just wasn't about to keep telling everybody over <laughs> and over and over. So I told my mom. I was really, I really, I told my mom, my dad. Yeah. You know, and um, I told like my brothers, and my sisters, but everybody else, I was just like, you know, as long as my mom, my dad, my brothers and sisters know, you know the. I mean, but I know I was going to still be here and That's how cool. things are going to play out. So. That's cool, man. That's I'm cool. A I'm a raven for life. Raven man. for life. Yeah. Raven for life. Those are the words that we like to see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tyus, you shared a picture over the weekend. You finally got a win over Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. Yes, finally, man. It's, it's you guys have some history together. We do. Going we back do. a ways. Did you have any clue when you were going up against this dude in high school that this guy was going to become this transcendent mega star that people are calling the most talented player to ever be a quarterback, you know, besides the guy that wears number eight in Baltimore. You know, what's crazy is, you know, before he started playing quarterback, he was a safety and 
I didn't really just notice him out there. You know, people say he plays safe. I was like, oh, I didn't Was he good? That. Was he? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> From what everybody told me, it was like, oh, he was whatever, whatever. You know, he was a good basketball player. Of course, people know that he was a great baseball player. Right. You know, his dad played in MLB. But his junior year, it was his first time playing quarterback. That was my first time going against him, you know, playing varsity the past few years. They had different quarterbacks. So this is my first time seeing him. And... They're undefeated. We're undefeated too. We're ranked number two in the state. They was ranked pretty high. I'm not sure where, but I'm like, we're actually competing against White House for a district championship on senior night. And he goes out there and throws five touchdowns. And <laughs> one of them is like crazy with two corner safety right there. And he throws it right in the pocket. Perfect throw. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> We're going to be in trouble, man. I'm going to lose on senior night. You know, I don't want to do that. So, I mean, for me, I'm like, man, I got to go out here and make plays. I got to find a way to stop this guy. And, I mean, I had five sacks that night, but oh, he man. had. That's not, no he, big deal. He yeah. had five. I don't know if you guys caught that. Hey, How, about that? Hey, How about that humble bragging? Hey, hey, you, hey, five sacks. When you're the senior on the team and you got to go out there and make plays, man, you got to go out there and do it. And. That helped us come out with a win, but I mean, we was down what seventeen to zero in Jeez. the first half, and then we found a way to come back and win. So from there, that's why I knew, like, man, this dude could actually be special. So just to see what he's doing now, man, and just you know going out there and balling, man, it's awesome to see. I'm I'm happy to know the guy. Happy to see that he's you know playing this game and impacting people around the world. You know, doing what he does, man. man. Uh, hold on, I, I got a question. Y'all was down seventeen to zero. We was. Was you playing offense? <laughs> I was. I was backup oh, quarterback. Was you playing offense? Yes or no? I was not playing. Oh, okay. I was not playing oh, offense. Oh, okay. I was not. Okay. I was not. I was on all defense. Okay. I'll ask the other like question. Like I said, the guy okay. was. The guy was throwing. Okay. Crazy. I was just, I was just crazy wondering. throws, you man. You see, you're right. I gotta go put some points <laughs> on the board, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. We tried. I, I'm gonna ask the other question. Why why haven't you had five sacks against him since then? Oh man, that's a oh, yeah. oh my honestly, god. Honestly. <laughs> I'm trying and to figure out TBA, TBA, TBA. TBA. We, you had, we, oh, and you had five tackles the other night. It's not, TBA, you know, like, come yeah, on, TBA, man. TBA, but we're we gonna hold off on that question. Yeah, yeah. We saving that for the AFC Championship. That's we'll a hold. that's the perfect time. Yeah, that's we're saving that. We're saving that. We're saving that to pull out that sag number. Um, you know, both, both of you guys can, Adafe Owe was a guy that people were like, man, really? This guy didn't have a sack last year. That's, that's who the Ravens are spending a first round pick on, you know, and all he's done is look like the best rookie in all of football through the first two weeks of the season. What, what makes that dude, how impressed have you been by how quickly that dude has become the guy that, you know, made the most important play that maybe anybody's going to make all season long? Honestly, just his motor, man. He's a he's a quiet guy too, but he goes out there and works hard, man. Just the first day that I seen him out there, I was like, bro, this dude is stout, man. This guy's big. He can oh. run. Bro, pause. <laughs> bro, <laughs> pause. But like I said, this guy is a playmaker. <laughs> he's going out there making plays. He's chasing down guys. And he's getting to the quarterback, you know? It was just a time where he just didn't get any sex. Right. I mean, that's fine, but you see the potential. People, for scouts, for all these coaches to see, man, they understand potential and they see that 
he has the potential to go out there and be great and make plays, man, regardless of how many sacks he has. But he knows he's capable of doing it. So just be able to see him go out there and play hard and come out with probably the biggest play of the year, Shoot. man, for us. No I doubt. Mean, that just shows you the potential that he has moving forward, you know, being in this program. Anthony, can you describe like the noise that you made when you saw the ball came out um, there on Sunday night when you, I guess I should maybe, I get it, pause. When, when that fumble, <laughs> I think, you know what I'm trying nah, to say? Man, listen, I think listen. we can just move listen, on, listen, right? Listen. Like, I think we can just. When that play was made, I was so, I was happy. I was, I was happy, man. I was just like, I was so excited. Like, we did it, right? Like, we finally, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it was a hurdle. The way you're talking, you, you guys are talking, it's real. Like, with the feeling, the thing with the Chiefs, yeah. it was real for you guys. Yeah, like, man. it was hanging over you. Yeah, because we, we always, we, we, we're always been close. We always been in the game. And for some reason, we just didn't finish. I didn't win. Like, you know, and it was just like, you know what? For us to go where we want to go, we got to beat them. We probably got to beat them twice. No doubt. That's... So it's like, you know what? Let's go ahead and get this monkey off our back now. Because we can do it, you know? And uh, nobody really believed in us besides us and our fans. And I guess like all the people that you said that picked against <laughs> us. Yeah. Um, but I've never really been in Baltimore. I've never really felt like an underdog. Sure. Like, I don't care. Even last year when we played them, didn't feel like an underdog. Right. Going to Kansas City in 2019 or eight, whenever it was, I didn't feel like an underdog. But going into Sunday night, going into the bank, yeah, I felt like, bro, they really trying to like we the underdog. Like wow. we really an underdog. Wow. Like we the Baltimore Ravens and y'all trying to like that. Right. And we did it. Now we're like, okay. Now everybody like, oh, they, no, no, because we're not underdogs. You know what I'm saying? You're the Baltimore Ravens. We the Baltimore this is the Ravens. expectation here. Exactly. You feel me? You and know all, all about that. And that's and that's what we did last night. Last night we made a statement. They were saying we couldn't we couldn't win from being from behind, right? We done that. You know what I'm saying? Now what? Now what? Now what are they gonna say? That's what I'm saying. Because you know there's gonna be something else. It's always, oh, it's always something. something. You know there's gonna be something else. It is. But what could you possibly say at this point? You beat Patrick Mahomes, you now, beat us beating them. It's not it's not only that we beat them, we beat them. Playing our game. Yep. We ain't trying to go out there and beat them doing what they no, no no. We went out there and we played Raven football. Bully ball. Right? Bully ball. And that's what makes it special. Oh man, it's so cool. You got me jacked up just talking about man. it. Like I want to go run through a wall. I man. think Ty's ready for them five sacks now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyus, let's talk about this. Um, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today about people look at edge rushers, outside linebackers. And like all they see is sacks. Yeah. And that's like the only way they know how to define some yeah. someone. And you, of course, had all the interceptions last year and like mm -hmm. kind of rewrote what it is. The way the position has changed, the many things you're being asked to do, do you play in the most snaps of anybody on that side of the ball? Like the many things that you have to do, is it almost frustrating that people like only look at sacks? Because you're clearly doing a ton of different things on the football field right now. Yeah. I mean, for me specifically, you know, I'm a lighter guy. So you know, my stuff is a little bit different. And of course, you know, with each team, everybody has a style of defense, you know, when it comes to outside linebackers. Yep. I know for us, you know, for outside linebacker, you have to be able to rush. You have to be able to drop. You have to be able to play the run, stop the run, hold the edge. You got to be able to be able to be put in different positions as far as, 
with different calls that we give to give offenses a different look, to give the defense a different look for offenses and to, you know, give them a different look that they haven't seen before. And for me, it's more than just sacks, man, especially, you know, my job, you know, with Wink, man, he he does so much, you know, for me and puts so much on my back as far as what I need to do, my job on the field, man. And for me to be able to go out there and do it to help these if, guys. If, let, me, let me put it, if you met an alien yeah. and they asked you what you do, uh-huh. right? Now, the first thing would be football player, right? Yeah, but then course. I said, okay, but like, what, but what, what do you do on the football field? Yeah. How would you possibly describe that? I'm an athlete. I do everything. I'm an athlete. I do everything. I drop, I rush, I hold the edge, man. Simple as that. Do it all. Do it all. It's working out all right. It's working out all right. It is, man. I still got a job. I'm out there playing, so I'm good. Um, there, there are a couple of things that happened on Sunday night. I just want to know if it meant something to you guys. Uh, Anthony, you were teammates with Ray Lewis once upon a time. Yep. So you know what that moment is like. Ray Lewis coming out, doing that. It's what? getting hot in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? I think that a lot of people once upon a time saw it and like rolled their eyes. Like, really? Like, really? This dude's out here dancing, doing it. Nah, what does dope. it do for you? That was dope. I'm... I when when I, when I seen him come out, I was still looking at him like I never seen him before. Wow! I was like, man, that's that's Ray, man. And just watching him do the squirrel and come when that song came on, and I turned around, and I seen him. I I went to Gino, me and Gino, and I'm looking at Justin Gino. That's the goat, man. Yeah, that's the goat right there, right? And we actually watching him do it. It's like it never gets old, man. Like I feel like in today's like the younger guys, you gotta pay homage. You know, it's somebody always done it before you, right? And he the greatest, I think, the greatest ever do it. I mean, so if this, anybody's arguing right? that they wrong, you know like, they're just wrong. So it's like, for me, man, seeing I'm just like, wow, like, I was, even when we go to, when we practice in Carolina, yep. and I seen Steve Smith, yeah. I was like a whole kid again. Like, that's Steve, cool. man, what's up? Like, you know what I'm And saying? that's your guy. Like, that's a guy yeah, you know, man. and you still feel that way. I still feel that way, man. I just feel like, you know, guys like that, uh, they just... You know, they earned that respect yep. and they earned the right to be celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put, I think it's great to celebrate guys while they're still here. That's you awesome. You know what I'm saying? That's I think awesome. we need to do that more. That's yep. awesome, man. Give them their flowers, right? right. Give them right. their flowers. We got to, man. We got to celebrate each other. Tyus, you you get to see that on Sunday night. You've seen it a couple. I mean, he's been around a little bit, yeah. but you were never teammates with him. You didn't go win a Super Bowl with him. Does it mean the same to you, like, to get to see something like that? Absolutely. I mean, me growing up, watching Ray Lewis, man, you you see that every Sunday. And to be on the field as a football player and seeing that still, man, it just – it gives me energy. When I seen that, man, I was like, yo, let's play, man. Like, you just don't get to see that. Yep. I didn't get the opportunity like Levine did, being on the field with Ray Lewis and getting to see him come out the tunnel as an actual player and do this. So – for me to be a player now and to still see him get the opportunity to come out there and do that for not only us, but the fans around, you know, in the stadium. The man, players you, loses their you, mind. Yeah, they, you have to appreciate that. Just yeah. like you said, you got to get that guy's flowers, man, because time is short. And, you know, in a while, he won't be able to come out on the field and do yep. that move again. So you have to embrace it. I don't know, Ray. I mean, he's like riding like 100 miles on his bike every day or something oh. like that. He might still be able to do it until he's no, 70. Honestly, he might. He looks, he looks like he can still do something, man. No, he looks like he can still do something. Either of you, like, were you, did you ever watch The Wire? Did The Wire ever mean anything to you at all? Yeah, I watched The Wire. You watched The Wire. Did you get to yeah. hear the, 
the farm that dealt the whistle before the introductions on Sunday night? Nah, we were talking about it today, and I was like, man, why they didn't tell us that we, I didn't hear it? But we couldn't really hear because the fan, like the fans, was loud. Oh yeah, you know, so we in a tunnel. You can't really hear it, you know what I'm saying? But I saw it like on social media. You want them to keep doing it? You think that's something? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I wish we, I wish I would have known. I'd have been like, I'd have been listening for it, right? So I, I didn't really hear the whistle. That's cool. You know, it, no, it was, but it, it was, was dope, man. Yeah, I see. Well, when I see it on social media, I'm like, man, that was dope that right. we actually did it, not even knowing that we did it, right? <laughs> right. But we're but gonna it credit it. We're gonna pray. It played a role. It yeah. played a role in all of it, right? Yeah, like, but it was yeah. dope. Though. It had the fans going wild. Yep. I mean, the atmosphere was just crazy. So. I think it was, I say do it every time now. That's all, yep. How about in-game? How about doing it again in-game? Yeah, like before big, defense, like before a stand, ha, something like that? Have you seen the, uh, when, when they uh, put Lamar's face on? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. They should put that on the big screen. Oh. <laughs> With the whistle. No, the, whistle. the, the, the Lamar coming concept. Exactly right. Yeah. The Lamar coming thing. Oh, for real. I love real. that. Wow. I love that. That's a great idea. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, Tyus Bowser, Anthony Levine Sr., give it up for him one more time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll cut it right there because um, at the time we thought the next show was going to be somewhere, and that's not where the next show is. So I want to give you guys bad information, uh, as our next show is actually going to be this coming Tuesday night at the Bowman Restaurant on Harford Road in Parkville. That's where we're going to be with Tyus Bowser and his special guest, and you can come out and you get to meet. I I had somebody who showed up. By the way, this is not a joke. Somebody who showed up for the show this past Tuesday night, who walked in is like, yeah, this is cool. It's just a shame we can't get to meet him. <laughs> like looked at him like, you think you can't get to meet him? And he was like, "What? You can just like walk up and say." I'm like, "Yes! Like we're gonna take a break in the show, and I'm gonna say if you want to come up and meet the guys, you can come up and meet the guys." He's like, "Really? Like yes, dude! Like that's the way this is gonna work." Ty is part of I think why Tyus wanted to do this because he wanted to get out in the community and say hello to everybody and uh, show his appreciation for getting the opportunity to get a contract here and stick around. So. Uh, come out this Tuesday night to the Bowman Restaurant uh, on Harford Road in Parkville. Don't know yet. We will uh, be announcing who uh, Tyus' special guest will be. But we're going to have a great time again this coming Tuesday night. Find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by PressBox Great Eights Memorabilia as well as our friends at Express Exterior Design, the Tyus Bowser Show. Uh, not every Tuesday. We're going to take a couple weeks off after this week because there's the Monday night game in there, and that makes things a little goofy with the schedule. So um, we're going to take a couple weeks off after this week, and then we'll be back for another couple weeks. But again, you can find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll come back in, go in the kitchen with Kyle, tidbit, tidbit, to wrap up the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, 
snack, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five i love you more than selfie poses i love you more than spraying hoses i love you more than bird calls but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. All right, back in here on GCR. It is a Friday edition of the program. If you missed it yesterday, the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalis is available at PressBoxOnline.com or under the videos tab at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. We do it every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. KZ helps you set your lineups, all brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning. It's time for Kyle in the Kitchen. Kyle in the Kitchen is taped in front of a live studio audience. Kyle in the Kitchen brought to you this week by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. So, I am a man who enjoys tasty biscuits. I think biscuits are a delightful accompaniment to rather any meal or even by themselves for what it's worth for breakfast. Uh, I've never made them. This was an experiment on my part a, to see. If now, why wouldn't this be a biscuits with the boss? Oh, you you still don't? Are you still? Are you on Ted Lasso? Or yeah, okay. Why wouldn't yeah. this be a biscuits with the boss situation? Those aren't even biscuits. That's more of a uh, shortbread. Well, I understand, but that's what they call Cookie them in cake. Britain. They I get call it. them biscuits. I get it. These are real biscuits. These yeah, are but southern. Like you biscuits. made biscuits and you didn't bring any biscuits in. Oh, this was weeks I was, ago. I was. Oh, yeah. Well, I would just encourage a biscuits with the boss. Maybe. I hear you. I, hear I, you. I actually don't eat biscuits. So I mean, then you're doing it wrong, bro. I want to live. Oh, I'm sorry. My guy, Jay, I want to give a shout out to my, our guy, Jay McKayos, who's a regular listener of the program, uh, recently had a heart attack. And thank God he's okay. But he was talking about it and, you know, trying to be healthy and the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point here. That's why I've tried to change my life There's around. something called moderation. Bro, you keep saying things like this. Not in my life, dog. Not the way that it works. 
So, I enjoy a biscuit every once in a while. That's fine. You can. And I like to slather it up with some jam, some jelly, if What's you will. What's your go-to jam? I'm a raspberry jelly guy. Okay. So I think the, the superior jelly. You it's know, not, you're a strawberry okay. man, but that's all right. Yeah, everybody's allowed to have their opinions. I'm not a grape guy. Grape's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's fine. Grape's are fine. It's, it's quite fine. A, quite it's a good fine. jam. It's still good, yeah. but it's not the best. Raspberry's the best. So, these biscuits, it's a recipe that I obtained through the interwebs, believe it or not. Mm. They touted... Seems like, a, seems like a shaky place to go for this type of information. Touted them as an easy recipe. Did not take very much time. It did not take very much time, oh, for what good. it's worth. They all said it was the best homemade biscuit recipe, which I was like, okay, we'll see. And I don't know if they were the best biscuits I've ever had in my life. And there are some things I would maybe do a little differently if I were to do it again. But all things considered... For the inaugural biscuit-making experience of my life, I would say it turned out quite All well. Right. So, I'll start with the ingredients that you need to have on hand. You are going to be working with, I mean, the majority of which are in just about every kitchen, if you do any cooking or baking at all. So, you need to have three cups of flour. <clears throat> Makes sense, you know, flour it, being. You can't a really make biscuits without it. Yes, component correct. Of baking. One time, uh, my, my my wife, the first year my wife and I were dating, we do a big family cookie baking day where we make like a billion cookies every Christmas. As a yeah, family. I know you do. Yeah, and um, we were we were asked to make the uh, the oatmeal raisin cookies that for that particular Everyone cookie knows, baking day. Everyone knows inferior to chocolate chip. There, in no world is that uh, accurate. But we uh, we didn't have time. We weren't going to be able to attend the entirety of the day, so we decided we were going to make them the night before. Okay. But then my wife, uh, as is often the case, she was like, get out of my kitchen. I just want to do this myself. Get now, off my lawn. Right. We hadn't been dating for She was like, go get us dinner, and I'll do make the cookies. And I said, all right, that's fine. And I come back, and she pulls – because you got to make like a 150 cookies. For yeah, like, I know. What, I mean, it's insane seen. what we do. So like, she pulls the first batch out, and I'm like, baby, those aren't cookies. And I was like, how much flour did you put in there? And I swear to God, she looks at me. She's like, the flour. <laughs> Oh. She didn't put any flat. Interesting. Interesting. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean they tasted, but they weren't cookies. I get they it. were they were something else. I get it. So three cups of all-purpose flour, three tablespoons of sugar, okay, half a teaspoon of salt, four teaspoons of baking powder. Mm. Baking powder. I got baking powder. It's not the line, but close enough. Close enough. Yes. Half a teaspoon. This is the one that you might have to buy, and it's not necessary according to the recipe, but it does help for a bit of chewiness to the biscuit of cream of tartar, which is a powdered substance. I'm not even. I I've learned never about heard it, of it once upon a time. When you made snickerdoodles. It helps to make uh, give it a little bit more bite to the chew. Okay. As opposed to just sort of falling apart in your mouth, kind All right, of thing. I'm, I'm listening. So half a teaspoon of cream of tartar. Those are your dry ingredients. You're going to mix all those up, whisk them together in a bowl, and set that aside. Now, frankly, order of operations is a little off here. First thing you're going to want to do... I prefer to whisk them, yeah, is the way it. that I would go about it. Whiskey. 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 That's yeah. hot rod. For the first thing that you're going to want to do here is your butter's got to be cold. Very cold. I would say okay. refrigerated because I had it frozen, yeah. and it made it a bit Too more cold. tough to, to cut. Like if when you started cutting it, it would almost like yeah, I mean, shatter I, it's, a little it's bit. Dirty. You know? I, I've done that. Yes. So refrigerate the butter, keep it nice and cold, and you're gonna have to slice your butter into little chunks or cubes, okay. kind of thing. Uniform if you can. You know, I like to do the old four slices mm -hmm. horizontally or laterally, whatever you want. For and you go cut it all down like that, and on mm -hmm. the side turn it over. So you got little butter chunks. Got your butter chunks. By the way, Brian Powell does point out you're not wearing your hat. Oh crap! I'm gonna go jerk. Literally, this is the half the point of it. It's just to get you in this hat. 
for the sex appeal of it. Remember, Married with Children needed to get Christina Applegate in a wedding dress. We needed to get you in a chef's hat. That's what the people demanded. I get it. The butter chunks are nice and uh, uniformly sliced as best you can. I know we're not professionals here. And then after you have sliced the chunks or the butter into chunks, put it back in the fridge okay. or the freezer even. Now that they are cubed, you could put them in the freezer. Because as this recipe notes, the key is very cold butter. You don't want your butter to be melting into the dough when you're forming it and mixing it. Okay. Because the key to the flaky, airy nature of a biscuit yeah, evidently, sure. right. is having this butter sort of just melt into the biscuit as it bakes. By the way, real quick, I had a fever dream last night that Christina Applegate used to live in Bel Air, Maryland. Can you check on that for me, uh, little Jordan? Like, I... I, I swear to God, like it was like a thing that existed when we were kids. We all believe Christina Applegate lived in Bel Air. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. I want to double check on that. All right. So, set your butter in the fridge. You got your dry ingredients whisked together in a large mixing bowl. Now the next thing, and the only other thing you need, and you're going to use three quarters cup of cold butter. So that's like one and a half sticks or thereabout. So, the only thing left, one egg, one cup of whole milk. Also cold. Again, this is the key here, Yeah, keeping the dough nice and chilly. So you're going to mix together your butter into the flour dry mixture and toss it around and make sure it's all spread out nicely. Okay. You're then going to, I like to whisk the egg prior, you know, so that you don't have to worry about making sure that it's all dispersed in different ways and all of that. Okay. Pour that egg in there, pour the cup of whole milk in there. And this is where it gets sticky. Literally. It gets very sticky. This is a very sticky dough mixture. Okay. So you're going to mix it all together. Use your hands. It is what it is, right? Yeah, sure. And it's going to get sticky. I'm telling you. All right. You're going to have dough all over your hands. You're going to have to like... Well, say, look, we don't kink shame. I Let's get make it. that very clear. I get it. You're going to have to pry it off. Oh, preheat your oven to, what was it, 450? Let me go back and double check Make sure you I have that. Give you the wrong information. So... You've got the dough, mixing it all together, and the oven should be preheated to 450 for what okay. it's worth. So you got your dough mixing together, and it does, as I said, it gets very sticky. Do your best to mold it, mix all of it together, make sure you're not leaving stuff on the sides of the bowls and all that, you know? And when you've mixed it as much as you can, and you've got your fingers as much removed of dough as possible... You're going to spread a little flour on your surface there. Okay. Because that's an important part of all of a this. Very right? important part. Once you've got sticky dough, you need to make it a little less sticky. Yes, it's not, 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 that's not what a biscuit's supposed Correct. to be. Correct. Plop her down on the flour-covered surface. Well, unless you're making a sticky biscuit. Could be. I'm, I'm not telling you I'm not listening. Sounds like a good yeah. band name, by the way. Oh, not bad. Plop it down. Wait a second. We'll come back to it. Plop it down on the flour-covered surface. And now it's up to you whether you want to use a rolling pin, if you want to just use your hands. I use my hands. They said it would make up to like 12 biscuits. I think they lied. I think I had nine. They were tasty. Uh, Who did the song Look Ma No Hands? Who was that? I don't know. Okay. Just come back to it. Uh, So make it into like sort of a, you spread it out into sort of a square rectangular shape on your surface there and do your best to make it. Roscoe Dash and Waka Flocka Flame. Okay. Do your best to make it a uniform height. They recommended three-quarter inches. Again, I don't think this made enough dough for it to be that, though, for what it's worth. Okay. So roll it out, turn it into a nice rectangle. And if you have a biscuit or cookie cutter, one of those little circular sure. you know, metal guys, yep. that's helpful here. So you've got the whole thing laid out on a pan. Not on a pan. It's it's on the the, the, the counter of oh, sorts. Okay. You know, All flour right. the counter and got you're it, got have it, got a got baking it. Right, sheet, right. a baking pan right. covered in parchment paper for when right. they're all cut up. 
So start cookie cutting mm-hmm. your biscuit mixtures. Mm-hmm. Your mixtures. Yep. Oh, I like that. And you're going to lay them across your parchment paper nice and even. You want to give them space. You don't want them to mold together. That's not what we're doing here, although it probably would work if you did it in a cast iron all touch, and that's kind of does sound tasty, too. I'm actually interested. Regardless, I had about nine. Okay. You're going to go ahead, toss them in the oven, 450. Make sure I'm getting the time right on this sucker. 450 for 10 to 15 minutes until they're nice and golden brown on the top. Now, produce some delicious biscuits. My thing that I would do differently, and it's something that the recipe says you can do and maybe you should do, and I don't necessarily, it didn't make them bad, but they could have been better had I brushed butter on top of the biscuits after uh, they came out uh, of the yeah. oven. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, you the, want the, it to the, be the nice old, and the, moist. The, the melted butter. Yes, yes, correct. Yes. And the biscuits, they were, they were, they were delicious. Well, they look wonderful. They were delicious. They looked, uh, a couple of them looked to be falling apart a little bit. They weren't falling apart. That's actually not true at all. Well, then why does it look like they're falling apart a little Which bit one looks there? like it's falling that apart? That one down the middle on the bottom? Not like falling, apart. falling apart. None you of them were falling that. apart. That and like I'm genuine about there. that. I'm not. Right. I was the one that ate them. You so, said that. But they, I'm looking they, at this they, picture. They cut in half lovely. They were really good the day or two after. But that's always reheated. my concern. Of, even when you get a good biscuit, right? Like yeah. Always my concern is that it's going to chunk off a little bit. No, like It's no. going gonna to chunk I off. I think the cream of tartar does help with that. All right. To make it a little bit more firm, hold together, and some nice chew. And uh, slather, yeah, no, it did not fall apart. That one you're talking about, yeah, it did not fall apart. All right, all right. And how I many, would I would do it again? How many Ottenheimers? And I'd do it again. Uh, eighty-three. The butter would would elevate it to another level. Okay, but they were eighty-three Ottenheimers. It was an easy, pain-free process. Other than the stickiness, didn't hurt, but it was sticky. Right. And I feel like you mentioned that it was very sticky. Yeah. And. As a biscuit lover, it didn't quite like compare to what, what was it? Was it uh, John Turturro in the uh, Mr. Deeds? Very sticky, very, very sneaky. Yes. I know, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying. Yes. Yeah, thank very, you. Very, yeah. uh, very, very, very sticky. I, I very much enjoyed them. Right. I very much enjoyed right. them, and they were delicious with some nice raspberry preserves. All things considered, would do it again. All would right. experiment a little bit more, like I mentioned. But, Sounds um, like a four, four out of five wood biscuit again. Yes, yes. All right, I like that. Enjoyed it. I liked it. Very good. That's Kyle in the kitchen. What was the answer on the Christina Applegate situation, uh, little Jordan? Did we get to the bottom of that? So yeah, uh, Into the microphone. Yeah. Yes. So it's iffy. On Reddit, someone claimed that their parents used to live in the same community as her. Was it Todd Lakes? Was that the community, by chance? Yes. Okay. I swear to God, there was like a thing. Everybody and everyone growing up swore that Christina Apple. And the only reason I know this is I drove past Todd Lakes on my way to. Um, it came up in my mind. I was driving past Todd Lakes on my way to kickball last night, and I was like, Todd Lakes. Why have I? Oh, that's where we all thought Christina Applegate lived. But but like. But we, did she? We were all children, and like we didn't have the internet back then. To like no. Yeah. Like it. it no, no one has a definitive answer. It's just random. You people. say that I went right. to I went to answers dot com and this that, is what I well, get. Well, that that's why yeah. I said. But Did Christina Applegate ever live in Maryland? Best answer, yes. But who who is that's that? That's it. Right, correct. Yeah. That's all it gives you. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? I choose to believe. I would like to believe as well. And we were all obsessed with Christina Applegate at this point in our lives. Who, of course, uh, you a younger generation might have loved an Anchorman as much as in Married with Children. She was also in. The she was in one of those movies like a bunch Matt of chicks Foley were sketch. in. Well, she was in the original yeah. one, yes. In the, va- in the original Matt Foley sketch, um, it was she and David Spade mm-hmm. with kids. And she was Married in. Married to Ben Stiller, correct? Or was? 
Christine Taylor was Ben Stiller. Are you sure? Yes. Christina Applegate, I want, I want to say the story might be that she was married to Jonathan Sheck, our friend, and that might have something to do with why she lived in Maryland is because I believe she was married to John Sheck at one point. I'm going to double-check on that so I don't... Double-check on that. Double-check on that is what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, she was married to Jonathan Sheck. Not bad. But, but not at that time, though. She was married to Jonathan Sheck from 2001 to 2007. I don't know. That is definitely not when I was a child, by any stretch of the imagination. post-Zoolander. She was... Yeah, right, okay. We'll keep... We'll, sure. Uh, oh, you, uh, no, that was Christine Taylor, too, now that I think about it. Um, but was... She was in a chick movie, like a movie that was like her and oh god, what uh, who was the the who's the gal that everybody loves? Cameron Diaz. I want to say she did a, a flick with Cameron Diaz at one point. I, can't I believe it. Of, can't the sweetest thing is that yeah. what it was called? Was that her? her? Yeah, that Christina Applegate, Cameron Diaz, and Selma Blair. Chick thing. That's right. what I was looking for. <laughs> Tidbit brought to you today. So we're gonna go with yes. Is what we're gonna go with? Yeah, we're sure. just gonna yeah. say yes. Right. Yes. Uh, tidbit brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. You know what? Just call Christina Applegate. Me? No, no I'm going to put that on Jordan. All right, cool. I, we'll you're gonna be, just give her a call and just ask. Yeah, I have her on speed dial. Just or tweet her something. Just say, hey, we it came up as a topic on the show. We'd like just like to know, did you ever live in Maryland? No, did you ever live in Todd Lakes? So, tidbit of the day. Uh, last night, of course, the Panthers pulled out a close victory against Davis Mills and company. Uh, the defense, though, does look Have good. Have we gotten any updates on uh, Christian McCaffrey yet? Uh, I mean, they think I, it could I be a multi-week thing. I heard that he pulled himself out of the game. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't. It wasn't serious. Yeah. Um, clearly strained hamstring. Now that has varying times attached to it. I mean, Mike Trout hasn't played baseball all year because of a hamstring strain. So, who knows? Uh, the Panthers, through three games, have allowed only 573 yards. Now, they're aided by the fact that they face Davis Mills and Zach Wilson. However, can't take it away from him. Through three games, that is the lowest total for any defense since the 2008 Baltimore Ravens. So, fun fact there. Okay. Of course, Lamar Jackson was not a member of that Ravens team, but he is, of course, the star of the current one, and... It bears mentioning is the, that way your the, tidbit? You know, <laughs> the NFL trends defensively that it, the Ravens are zagging when everyone else is zigging. Of course, in today's NFL, passing is king. And though we have seen defenses succeed against Lamar and company using a cornerback-heavy approach, it's tougher to stack the box successfully with those formations. The nickel formation through two weeks has been played 60% of the time. By opposing defenses okay. with a dime at 11%. So 71% with extra defensive backs on the field and only 27%. Uh, obviously, the concept being more speed. In, close, in, in, a, in, a, in a base formation, only 27% of the time. Perhaps yeah. that has aided the Ravens as they are the third most productive offense in yards per game this year behind only the Cardinals and the top offense, oh, which the, the Ravens that? aided, yeah. are the Raiders who have 458 yards per game, 13 more than the Cardinals, 20, no, excuse me, that's not how math works, 14 and a half more than the Ravens. The Ravens made the addition of Justin Houston this offseason, and it has been a smart one. Both Schroeder was addition. raving about what he's been doing for this team. And it's not only in a coaching capacity, he's been a good football player to boot. Since week 14 of last season, Houston's 24 quarterback pressures are actually fifth most of any defensive player in that span. 
Which four rushers since, since, have had more? Since the middle of last season? Since week 14 week of 14 2020. Of last season. Four rushers have more than 24 quarterback pressures, which is what Houston has uh, tallied. Chandler Jones. No, but one of his teammates has. Not sure you even know this guy's name, but apparently he's good. Well, it's not Hassan Reddick. He's not there anymore. Uh, um, who is an Aaron? Who's in Arizona now? This is the only one I don't expect you to be able to name for what it's worth. I'm trying to think of who uh, else is a rusher in Arizona. All right. I'm, I'll, all right yeah. uh, I might need to go to something else because this is going to end up taking me too much time thinking about it. Is Zach Allen in Arizona? Nope. But ironically, that is not even any of his names. So what? I lied. I thought oh. it was maybe one of his first names, but it's not. This player, who I'm Googling currently, and I'll tell you a little bit more about him once I learn about it, yeah. is number 44. That'll help you. Oh, if yeah. you had said number He's 44. He's 30 years old. He's 30 years old, so it's not Zavin Collins. He went to Missouri, to Missouri. Drafted in 2015 in the second round. Went to Missouri, you say. He went to Mizzou, they call it. Yeah, I'm indeed. Sure. The Tigers is... Uh, we're just doing Missouri things Correct, now because yeah. I'm uh, I'm not sure what the answer mm-hmm. is to this question. Uh, all right, just tell me. Marcus Golden. Oh, Marcus Golden. I, do, I mean, I know who Marcus Golden. I didn't know he went to Missouri. 26 pressures for him, tied for fourth. How about that? Now now we know that. That was the next one mm-hmm. little Jordan was going to name. He Correct. definitely yeah, he was yeah. thinking. Like, you I can was, just say it yeah. next time. You don't have to wait for me. Yeah. You can just say I it. I want it. you to know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so others who have uh, pressures. Hauser's Bouts. Uh, Aaron Donald. 36, second place. Joe Bosa. No. Miles Garrett. No. Garrett was hurt. One of these guys might have it's them only, in this two only weeks going back so to far w- this year. It's only going back to week 14 of last uh, year. Uh, One of these guys might have them all this year, for what it's worth. Might have them all this year? Are they a rookie? Nope. Uh, he doesn't, but he's been quite good this year. Um, who's been? Who's been? Well, I mean, Chandler, I said Chandler Jones. The hell's been? No. It's gonna drive me nuts. Um. I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing. No. Um. He's been quite good this year. It, um, uh, Max Crosby ate the Ravens alive. Yeah. Twenty-six. Is that who? Max Max is that who you're talking about? Yes, it is. Okay. The other one, the Ravens played in the preseason. Other one, the Ravens played in the preseason. Who they play? Uh, Chase Young. Nope. They played Carolina. Is it Carolina? Could be. He's got a bunch of. Shaq Thompson. Nope. No, no. I really don't. Um, Yatur Gross Matos. No. Who is it? Hassan Reddick leads football. Oh, damn it. With That's kind of essy that I... <laughs> you, didn't, oh. you said, well, it's not Hassan Reddick. Well, he's not currently teammates <laughs> yeah. with... Damn it. Damn it. All right, Tubular brought to you. That sucks. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two, get two free. Buy four, get four free. Wood or vinyl styles, they've got you covered at Window Nation. And it goes on forever. Buy eight, get eight free. Buy 20, get 20 free. But you only have one more week to take advantage of this offer. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Here's what's coming up this weekend, totally tubbler-wise. 
The Orioles take on the Rangers. They gotta they gotta try harder, man. They gotta try harder. Tonight at seven on Masson, Spencer Howard, and Alexander Wells. Like who is Spencer? Like these Rangers aren't trying. The Orioles gotta do a better job of not trying. Jordan Lyles and John Means tomorrow night. Son of a bitch. John Means has pitched very well. I know. That's what he I'm saying. That's the problem. He did have a double. He did have a double. It's tomorrow night at 7 on Masson. Sunday, it's uh, 1 o'clock. Dane Dunning against TBA for the Orioles. It might be another bullpen game. Uh, as far as college football is concerned, tomorrow, Kent State, Maryland, 3.30 on Big Ten Network. Navy Houston at 7 on ESPNU. Towson, San Diego State at 3.30 on Stadium. Stevenson hosts Lycoming at 12 on uh, GoMustangSports.tv. Of course, uh, as far as uh, football is concerned, on Sunday, Ravens-Lions, 1 o'clock on CBS, plus we'll have Project Game Day. The local games on Fox, uh, the football team and the Bills at 1 o'clock, and then the Buccaneers and the Rams at 425. NBC's got Packers 49ers at 820. The Ryder Cup is on Golf Channel right now on NBC tomorrow and Sunday. And the real international competition this week, of course, is the Laver Cup going on up in Boston uh, team Europe versus Team World, and I think it's underway right now on the Tennis Channel, so we're going to be watching that here in the studio. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, Ted Lasso, of course, streaming now. Is this the finale? I don't know. Uh, Episode 10 of the this, season. So All we know about this be. one is there's a picture uh, of a funeral. You would have thought it would be preview. known that it was the finale, but... I don't know. Anything. Is it the finale? So is it's it really episode the finale? ten, so that's sometimes how long seasons are. Yeah, I you know? know. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Corman also on Apple TV. Uh, Goliath. If anyone watches that, I believe Bob Thornton on Amazon. Season four is streaming now. If anybody cares, I don't know who asked for it. Uh, it certainly wasn't me. The Charlemagne Comedy Central show begins at ten I, o'clock tonight. Not I. Yeah. Uh, the Shop nine o'clock on HBO tonight. Simpsons, Great North, Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, all on Fox Sunday at eight onward. Uh, Walking Dead. Stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right. Thank, uh, little Jordan, uh, what's your social media? I changed my Twitter. Oh, nice, look at you. Yeah. So it is, I, don't need, I think it's 00. zero. Odd start. It's not a great start. I, 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 it's uh, not a they great were, start, they were, they, Jordan. They were, they were, they were not, not a great start to your not new a Twitter, bud. It's 00 Jordan S. Uh, Couldn't have done underscore underscore. Uh, whatever. I'm not. We're not yeah. gonna. We, yeah. it's, that's and, follow Jordan and Instagram J Schwartzberg one. All right. Very good. Thanks today to Bucky Brooks. Thanks also to um, uh, Senator Reedy as well as to Bo Smoka. We'll get all that up as well as Kyle in the kitchen in the greatest hits section of the archives. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. It's a new day, Monday. Jerry well, Jeremy, and what well, isn't Monday the real day for Keyshawn Johnson? Actually, yeah, it is. Matter of yeah, fact, I think that we got that this time. Unlike last time when I thought it was the date, then I was wrong. So that'll be Monday. We'll chat with uh, Keyshawn Johnson. I need to read the book at some point this weekend. That is on me. I have had it, and I just have not had the chance, so I will get into that this weekend. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including our friends at CCBC, as well as Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance. Oh, it hasn't started yet. Damn it. Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Five Star, your local Toyota dealers, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget the bat around tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., same locations. we got Project Game Day on Sunday. New episode of Jobbing Out available in the podcast as well. Have a great weekend. Go Ravens. Go Diamondbacks. Go Maryland, Towson, Navy, uh, Stevenson, Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.